Do you hunger for a chicken dinner after flossing on your enemies in victory? Today, we'll be discussing the novel that inspired an entire genre, Battle Royale. Man, friend, you you said that that was going to be stupid, but I wasn't ready for that one. I was going to say... I pictured Fortnite vividly in my head. Good. That was that was that was art in motion. I'm just <laughs> getting word now from the streamies. They're a late entry. I know the I know it's We're over. a late entry? Yeah, it was it was that. It was that cold sentence. open. Cold open to a podcast goes to. Huh. Uh I said we're as if like I'm a regular member. You are at this point. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess I am <laughs> at this point. You're, Cycle you're, people you're, out. You're you're very close, Fran. Give us give us the give us the 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 drop the, right. the intro thingy. Welcome to the lore you know, a podcast where some friends dive into the fantastical and often convoluted lore of media that we grew up with and love. And here to bring you the mostly correct facts this week are me, Fran, Lizzie. You have to go second. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't tell you that. Okay, me. Liz or Lizard X Lizard and, here once again. Okay. And now you go, yeah, CJ. I it's your well, turn. So usually, <laughs> usually last. So usually Ethan goes, and then I kind of like cut him off, like right into my thing. But you can't. And then I'll do like a little off. joke. So I'll be, so I'll be like, and I'm CJ, and I have assembled a team that is the only team I think qualified to talk about this because this, these are the only two people I know who've ever won big, big victory royale in solo. That is true. Because, oh, In our group yeah. of friends, it is just Lizzie and I. Because, because <laughs> listen, listen. I, just I mean, for the record, get, so everyone knows, I get, Bran and I have won solo rounds of Fortnite. I listen, have multiple I, umbrellas. I right. get victory royale when I play, but I would rather <laughs> drink sulfuric acid mixed with poison then play solo Fortnite. so well luckily in this novel I, you might be given that privilege i only <laughs> did it so i could get better so i could be better for my bros okay um before we get too far into this just i am gonna put a trigger warning on all the content in this episode um because Battle Royale, uh, to probably not much surprise, does involve people murdering each other until there's one left, turns out. Um, so it's not such, like Fortnite. Um, I mean, it I mean, is. It but... is. But uh, so trigger warning, sure. murder, uh, specifically okay. of like children. And then also some uh, sexual assault, rape, child prostitution. Um, mm-hmm. You know, just everything yeah we're really we're really (laughs) we're really trying to destroy our ability to um monetize so we've been talking about like nuclear holocaust there are no nipples though that's well that's actually great news friend great because unfortunately akira had nipples and they were not pc not my fault not my fault it wasn't so now we'll just do everything else and see get that out of the way that's the ticket there's no one else I'd want to talk about this with than Fran and CJ, but like 
specifically Fran and myself are two teachers. Mm. And so like nothing better than to kick off the school year and with us talking about children killing each other. Yeah. I think that's sending a really great message to our audience. Yeah, um, and I'm here too because And CJ's also here. Yeah, because it's my <laughs> podcast. So <laughs> I don't know. This I, is the most feminist this podcast will has ever been. It's true. The that's, women outnumber that, the men for once. That's true. Uh <laughs> and will ever be, maybe, unless you find a third lady to talk about uh battle royale style games with you and then it's over for me i'm replaced and that's you know what that's fine uh, i'm the ultimate girls I, have, night. I support women in the workplace <laughs> he saw the barbie movie I and saw, he liked it yeah and <laughs> i didn't i didn't get upset about it because <laughs> i am not a douche <laughs> good job Good job, CJ. We're proud of you. The other thing I wanted to say to preface is that I have seen the movie oh, Battle Royale. I was going to ask original, like, yeah. if anyone had experience with and, Battle Royale. And I will tell you right now, I don't remember a single thing from that other than I. it was not up my alley as far as things it's I enjoyed to watch. violent movie. I'm I pretty sure say. I watched it for extra credit for one of my classes in college. Okay, hold I'm on. I'm very hold... curious as to what class that would be. Hold I... on. Yeah, Fran, oh. I studied cinema oh. in college, so I would watch movies for class. Yeah, I mean, that's... I don't... So She's cool. She's saying it with the cadence of a joke, but she did actually do that. Um... <laughs> I I have to slow us down, ladies, because there's so many people out there right now who are so confused. They're like, Battle Royale, I thought that was just my favorite video game about Fortnite and Optimus Prime and stuff. What are, <laughs> what are you talking about? So Battle Royale was a novel published in Japan by Koshun Takami back in 1999, I want to say. Um, and... It really is what sparked the entire genre of Battle Royale because um, Lizzie mentioned the movie. Um, so the creator, the author of the book also had his hands in the movie and a manga adaptation. And that movie directly inspired Quentin Tarantino when he made like Kill Bill and things like that. And then outside of that realm, um, of course, the Battle Royale genre that we know from like uh, Player Unknown Battlegrounds, Fortnite, all the way to like Fall Guys, like this entire mm. genre spawned because of this novel back in 1999. That, that one Mr. Beast video that he made, that's probably why he won the Streamy Awards. Uh, you guys have no idea what I'm talking about. You're and so I don't, old. I don't Go watch Mr. Watch, Beast. I'm Fran, sorry. watch YouTube. We're on, we're YouTube content creators. We're on YouTube. You have to at least be aware. In a corner of YouTube. I know who he is. <laughs> well, he made a Squid Games video. I know it's who he fine. is, and yet I have Sustained a record of never, I've never watching a Mr. One. Beast video. Never so. have. We we do have a strong record here of bringing up content creators, be they YouTubers <laughs> or uh like cinema directors like Quentin Tarantino, and then immediately dunk on how we don't like them, and then that's all we have to say about it. We're Quentin Tarantino haters. We in are, this, we are in this house, and I this is like not a joke. We're like, clearly anti-Tarantino. Like, 
big f you to that guy. He's just uh, he's just a he's a dick, and he puts his foot stuff and everything, loves, which I'm fine with. But the feet. other part is not loves you, girls' how you, feet. How do you two feel about Stephen King? Uh, does I am he neutral. Put a lot of feet in his books. He doesn't. He's not a. He's not a. I'm pretty sure he's just he writes director. books in a cocaine fueled fury. I can't. Yeah, that's great. So. I can't. I don't want to give my opinion on Stephen King because I actually have never read a single book by him, nor have I. I mean, maybe I've seen a movie based on one of his books, but yeah, I can't really speak to him. Yeah, but one so, of the least focused episodes we've ever had in our entire lives. Wahoo! Well, <laughs> I actually had a link to Stephen King for this. I was trying oh, to please. segue, but all right. Oh. Please. <laughs> please, Sagu. Thank you. All right. So Stephen We're, King, okay. his book, The Long Walk, which I've also read, um, apparently um, was one of Koshin Takami's like, favorite books. And so Battle Royale came from a dream of all things. He uh, woke up after ha- having a very vivid dream where he envisioned like a teacher from a school drama um, saying, all right, class, listen up. Now today I'm gonna have you kill each other, and that spawned the novel that we have. So that that would be like <laughs> pretty messed up dream. Yeah, that would be like <laughs> very scary. Most people this would not have that scary. dream. Yeah, but most people would not have that dream and be like, "Oh, I need to write about this." Most people would try to forget that dream ever happened. Well, See, I had a dream last night that they took a class off my workload, and ooh. I was like, "Wow, I wish that was real." Now, nice. that's a normal dream to have for a teacher. <laughs> well, he wasn't a teacher. He wasn't he was a teacher. A that's that, a good point. He was just a guy that read <laughs> a Stephen a guy. King book, I guess. Yeah. So um, so let's just, the the term Battle Royale, it was not coined by, by Koshin Takami, though. So Battle Royale first showed up in the Ralph Ellison novel, Invisible Man, which at least used to be required reading in high schools, but who knows? It's probably on some band list somewhere now. Um, mm-hmm. but a battle royale actually comes from like boxing and wrestling. And that's where like you have a lot of wrestlers in a ring and then they fight until there's one person standing. So that's where it came from originally is from sure. the pro wrestling circuit. And so I did read Invisible Man. Great. So it was chapter one, if you remember. Of I have book. no memory of that part. I just wanted to throw out there that Lizzie, Lizzie I did loves, read it. Lizzie loves to be like, I've ingested that media. And people will be like, oh, what'd you think about it? She's like, I don't remember. I remember I was in high school. Exactly. So I, she's just it's Anyone off currently reading it, there you go. Um, okay. So this book takes place in a dystopian Japan um, that it result that is a result of them winning World War II. So alternate universe, Japan won World War II. And instead of being known as Japan, it's actually known as the Republic of Greater East Asia. So, so they ju- did they just like take over all the other yeah. Eastern Asian countries? Mm-hmm. Great. Yep. Wow. Japan okay. imperialized. Okay. <laughs> and meanwhile, and, and I, meanwhile, and, also the man in the high castle is also happening, which is also an alternate reality of where um, the Axis powers won. Yeah. So opposite sides okay. of the world, but it's all great. And, okay. And. And just so we're like clear, so this means in this universe, A, no one ever dropped a nuke on anybody. Yes. Uh, which I guess that part's good. But B, so Japan was losing pretty hard towards <laughs> the end of the war anyway, sans nuke. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess this is also an alternate reality where they found more land to grow food on during the war so that they didn't have to starve. So this- uh, 
this book takes place in 1997 and it's there it's not like great there like economy wise so chances are well, they didn't have america to come help them teach them how to make an economy well it's because oh my the, god they're the american does... imperialists that's what they call wait them a s- all their oh i was gonna oh, say okay. wait a second does anime exist because anime is specifically thanks to the u.s influence on controlling Japan's cinema because we I won did. World War II. I had that same question and I went back I and looked in the book and anime does still exist. Oh well, my god. They we made did- it happen. Oh no, we didn't have to drop the they- bombs to make anime happen. Oh my god, I'm filled with regret. Oh my god. Oh, what have my ancestors done? Well, not my ancestors, like Lizzie's ancestors, yeah, really. But either, what have so. they done? Great. That made me feel good. <laughs> don't, right. don't worry. You're not related to old Oppie, I don't think. <laughs> so in this book, it is described as um, successful fascism of, of the Greater Republic of East Asia, or Republic of Greater East Asia or whatever. And, sure. and we've s- been playing a lot of Civ, so that is possible. Yeah. Like we've, I think we've all run successful fascist states at this point. I, I never choose fascism. I don't choose fascism. I don't, it doesn't feel either. right. It doesn't feel right. Well, then your armies are weak <laughs> and expensive, and that's why you never win a land war. Our story begins in 1997 of the successful fascism of Japan, and we're going on a field trip because, as we know from watching so many animes and stuff, classes always go on a class trip, an mm-hmm. overnight trip to go out and experience Did the world get- or something. Did you guys ever have that for school? No. Well, going on a field like trip? A, going oh, on yeah. like an overnight trip. Um, oh. I guess uh, I did for We band. did. Yeah. We would like have like band competitions out in like Breckenridge or something. We went to Washington, D.C. Uh, Classic The trip. only... God, that's private school bullshit. <laughs> the only time I ever went on like an overnight trip that I had to go on uh, was for my church school mm. uh, so that I could Mission trips. get... Uh, no, it was, it was like a, it was like a teaching over the weekend thing. Anyway, I got more sick than I've ever gotten in my whole life. And I puked up a lot of milk in front of my crush. Oh, was also in that class. (laughs) So it was a great weekend. Well, it's okay, honey. You're not marrying her. That's true. Uh, that's probably, it's probably, I was going to say probably because of that. It's probably that. Uh, so I drank all the milk before I knew I was sick in fairness. That's awful. Yeah, it was, anyway. not, it was not a great time. <laughs> so on this field trip, they're on a bus. They're on a school bus. There's 42 kids in this class, by the way, mm. in their homeroom. Ugh. Massive class sizes. In, uh, that's awful as a teacher. That's awful. Yeah, it uh, sounds terrible. So, Well, but, it should have been 100 from my understanding of the genre, but whatever. So these 42 kids are on a bus, and we are introduced to the character that we pretty much follow throughout the whole novel, novel Shuya. Shuya is such a rebel. He wears American branded shoes. I don't know if you heard of like the brand. From, from that imperialist name. Wait a second. In this alternate future, Easterners wear a bunch of clothes made by Americans? No. This is a backwards Actually, land. It does say the brand is American Keds, but it is manufactured in Asia. Uh, so They're Keds? Oh, now they got yeah, it. He, so he has a beat up pair of Keds because you just can't find those anymore oh. due to imports being low. Um, I think that was in the movie. He used to be friends with the jocks because Shuya was a star shortstop on the baseball team, but 
he stopped mm. playing because he found cooler things to do, like playing guitar. Also, very strange they have baseball. Again, that was one of the big things that we made them like because of how the world war ended, but whatever. Don't worry I guess about it. Some things are just universal, man. Life finds a way. Yeah, people love hitting the old pig skin around uh, and really smacking them over the bases. That's isn't pigskin football? <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's don't worry about it. Friend. I was gonna say right. the jokes to us who are not into sports. <laughs> All right. Um. So he plays electric guitar, which caused him to not be friends with his sports jockey friends anymore because the the mothers were just clutching their pearls, going, "Oh my gosh, you play rock music." Um, I like this these high school musical rules where it's like you can only like one thing, and if it's not baseball, then you are an outsider. Stick well, to the status quo. Rock music is banned in Japan at this time. The government rock is outlawed by, in the country. Um, oh, specifically, okay. decadent music is strictly prohibited, and apparently, rock. What is, is this? Decadent. The fifties? <laughs> I mean, no. It's Turns the 90s. out, it's just Footloose. No. Um. So he... <laughs> yeah, Japan is just that town from Footloose now. That's great. All right, that actually gives me a lot clearer understanding of what's going on. <laughs> um, he loves. Bruce so this is our Patrick Swayze. Sure. So he loves Bruce Springsteen. He watches bootlegs <laughs> of the Blues Brothers movies, and his parents died in a car quote-unquote car accident because um the reason why it's suspicious is because his parents like protested the government's policies and things so a suspicious car accident i'll bring it up one more time and then i won't anymore but it's so bizarre to me that the blues brothers got created in a universe where america lost world war ii but whatever don't don't worry about it too much but this is just a setup shuya is just such a rebel and he just mm -hmm. he doesn't like the government okay um, right. In in classic high school movie fashion, through Shuya's eyes, we introduce all the different cliques of students. So you got the class clowns sitting on the bus mm -hmm. together, right? Um, right? He calls the group of girls the neutrals because they're like just the standard girls, so like the head of the volleyball oh, team. Oh, they're on basic. There. They're, they're basic girl? bitches, right? So sure. they're neutrals. Okay. okay. I like okay. that. They didn't have the term. You know, they didn't have the term basic back then, so they're just neutral. That's yeah. nice. Um, you have the female it's, delinquents led by Mitsuko Soma and the male delinquents led by Kazu okay. Kiriyama. So the, the delinquents Why must it be get, gendered? Yeah, I was going to say the delinquents get separated boys and girls. Is it like the Olympics? Well, they, don't they have their do... own gangs. So Mitsuko's gang of okay. female delinquents. I like that are more. all girls. Oh. And Kazuo's gang of male delinquents, which is a little weird because sure. Kazuo is actually the son of like a really wealthy like businessman, and it's not like Yakuza related or anything. He's actually super smart, super athletically talented, but he has like no emotion whatsoever because supposedly because he had some brain injury during birth or something. So it's not that he himself has ever done anything like a delinquent or a hooligan. It's he... The delinquents literally like gravitated towards him and like do things because, <laughs> because of him. Because he's a sociopath. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I he's a real <laughs> business guy. I get it. I guess. Yeah. Um. There's one big nerd in the class named Yoshi. Just one nerd. Ah. Uh, he's a big guy, guy, and he's like doesn't know what to do with his size, and he gets bullied uh. a lot. Um, I uh mm. not to spoil I'm sure what's gonna we're gonna find out pretty soon but I'm sure he's gonna make it to the end of this book mm -hmm. don't worry about it um then you have yeah. the jocks and as we know she right. is not friends with them anymore because he doesn't play baseball anymore 
Um, but there is one notable jock, Shinji, and he's going to come up later. Um, Shinji's a jock, but he's also super duper smart. Um, and good with okay, like. Okay, so this is stuff. not Shinji from Evangelion. No. Competent Shinji. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, he's. They, it sounds like he's the opposite of Shinji <laughs> in literally any possible way. Then there's the intimate the couple. So the intimate couple. So there's like the okay. the token couple of the class, and they've been together for so many years. They've been dating. They lost their virginity to each other. Oh my it's, god! Everybody knows. And then of how course, how old are they? Are they high schoolers? They're fifteen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ew. And then the token transfer student, Shogo. Um, Sho- so all of these kids have been together for two, the, like the last two years, except for Shogo just joined this year. And he's like a big guy. He has facial hair. Oh, my gosh. And <laughs> Wait, are we sure this guy is like a student and not just a ringer for what's about to happen? He's so- just like a 40-year-old man who's just like, yeah, all right, I'll go kill a bunch of kids, whatever. Um, it's explained because he's one year older than the other kids. Something happened yeah. he got held yeah, back. Yeah, when, when I was 16, my full beard came in. And oh, I was like, like, holy facial shit. Flare. Facial hair. Sure. It's like a mustache. Like, it's like, okay. it's like okay. that. Pubescent mustache. It's like it's the I was gonna say. It's like the high school mustache. Okay, basically what I can grow right now. Yeah. But the more (laughs) notable piece is that he's covered in scars, which everyone's like, "Oh my gosh, he's also a delinquent." And they thought that he might join Kazuo's gang, but instead, they're like, people thought they were gonna fight, and like, "Oh my gosh," but nothing happened. So they just kind of like kept to themselves instead. He's he's covered he's covered in disney merchandise featuring the lion king's favorite character because he's a closeted furry i don't know if disney made it to uh the greater republic of east asia or whatever in this that's both that's the least realistic they have part anime. about all this yeah they were the they they have to have i don't know fran this is know. all i'm trying to i'm trying to suspend my disbelief over here <laughs> but this is all just too much <laughs> um so through Shuya's eyes, right. we meet his what, classmates. Yeah, what happens stuff. to this battle bus of children? Well, before we get to this battle bus of children, okay. Also, oh. note, Fortnite starts in a bus, probably because of this book. Anyway, um, right. oh. we also meet Shuya's BFF, uh, Yoshitoki, who oh. is in the jock sector, kind of, but like mm-hmm. he's, he still associates with him because they're part right. of the same Catholic orphanage. Turns out you can practice different religions in uh, this government. In Imperial Japan? Yes. Wait, Imperial Japan won, and then they were like, we're actually going to get cooler now. Well, religion is fine in moderation, but it's not a guaranteed right. So if you get like too overzealous, they will just murder you. <laughs> I so. actually kind of like that rule. I'm kind of I'm kind of considering that one now. <laughs> um. So while they're on the bus, Yoshitoki's like, Shuya, I have a crush on a girl. And, and then does he get jealous because he thought that they were going to be bro- so, bros? Well, so Shuya, Shuya doesn't care because Shuya has a crush on an older girl that's part of the music club who taught him how to play, who like taught him about like Bruce Springsteen and rock music. And he yeah, thinks she goes, cool. she goes to a different class. You guys just don't you know, know who about she is. Um, so <laughs> he doesn't she's care. She's so cool. She's like a rock star. But Yoshitoki like makes Shuya guess who he has a crush on, like standard high school nonsense. And it turns out it's the girl named Noriko, who will once again come up later. Um, mm-hmm. Noriko is like then like pops is like, hey guys. And she's part of the neutrals. She's just a girl. Sure. She's um, basic. She's basic. And she is being awfully friendly on the bus and like has a box of cookies to share with the boys. But she's being like uh-huh. overly friendly with Shuya and like happens to give cookies mm. to Yoshitoki because he's there. 
So it's pretty much heavily uh-huh. implied that Noriko little, has little a crush love, on Shuya. Little love triangle situation. But Shuya is oblivious to all of it. He's like, oh my gosh, Yoshitoki should totally go for it. Um, yeah, because he's like too cool to give a fuck about Yeah, because he, he likes the older girl in his music class. Um, right. So they're on the bus. We've learned the relationships of these students with each other. And then they've been on the bus for a while because it is like an overnight trip, right? Um, mm-hmm. And then Shuya notices that the bus is like really quiet. And like it's nighttime-ish, but it's like kids are usually like really rambunctious on buses, right? Field trip buses are notoriously loud, especially on the way to wherever they're going. So he notices like everyone's like passed out. Mm-hmm. And then he's, he's like I'm real sleepy, just real mm-hmm. sleepy. And then he looks over and he sees Shogo like upset and angry and he sees shogo like banging on the window trying to open it before like shogo passes out and then shuya falls asleep hmm oh that's me after i have a lot of taco bell and then i someone drives me home and i'm you know, just so sleepy i can't keep my eyes open really good analogy honey thank you <laughs> keeps me engaged <laughs> i keep i like to keep the stories grounded in reality I assume now this bus is becoming more of a battle bus. So the the battle bus, uh, children are all asleep on it, and we once they're again, not in the air, correct? No, this no. is a grounded battle bus. They've been driving. Okay. Um. So already a little different from what I'm used to, but go ahead. Yeah. So <laughs> the bus, unbeknownst to the children, um, had veered off from the rest of the buses from their school because it wasn't just their class going on this trip. It was like the entire like grade level of multiple homerooms was going on this overnight trip. And, but apparently none of the kids really noticed that their bus kind of like veered off the course from everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, and as Shuya wakes up, um, he notices he's in a classroom and he's like, Oh, are we at the place already? What happened? Um, but then he looks around and he notices that everybody's like slumped over on the desks, passed out. And then he looks so to her. It's just my experience in the classroom. You especially know what I'm in the morning, right? It's um, <laughs> boring. Uh, School sucks. He looks to his left and he notices that the windows are all covered with lo- what looks like steel sheeting. Oh. Strangely enough. And then he looks down at his desk and in- and it's like anti-government propaganda is like carved into it. But they are going to participate in something called the program. Um, so he looks around and then an older man comes into the room. Um, we learned that that's Mr. Sakamochi. He's their, uh, substitute teacher, if you will. And uh, he waits for everyone to wake up and kids are freaking out as they come to, because they also notice there's something on their necks. Mm -hmm. There's a very cold piece of metal sitting on there. And... No one knows what's going on. Everyone's freaking out. And then the female class representative speaks out and asks, what's going on here? Okay. And the substitute responds to him, lets them know that their class has been chosen for this year's program. So the program started in 1947, and it selects 50 junior high school classes every year to participate in battle experiment number 68. Almost so wait, they've been- It's one they, off? They've been doing- They've been doing. <laughs> Took yes. CJ too long. Yeah, sorry, I was. He's mapping so, instead. So they, so they've been doing this like once a year since the war ended. Well, fifty presumably. times a year, because there's fifty classes selected every year. Oh, they're that's busy then. Yeah, that's, that's like a lot. Every week they're doing a new one, except for like I don't know, like New Year's and. <laughs> 
I guess one like spring break or something. Uh, pretty much because so they actually publicize the results, um, on TV. Pretty. Oh. So they don't tell about. Oh, so, so unlike Hunger Games, so they should know what's going on. Yeah. So they know about the program. Oh, They've heard about okay. the program. It's not like okay. They didn't grow up with it. They actually started learning about the program in fourth grade in schools, oh, part of the standard okay. curriculum. You could not get me onto a school bus for an overnight trip if I lived in a world where every once in a while one of those school bus fulls, school buses full of kids goes off to do a Hunger Games. It couldn't. I don't care. I, I it would be like, oh, be it hasn't happened yet. Uh, you probably it's compulsory. You can't be homeschooled. So oh, I just Damn. call in. Be like, I drink a bunch of milk and I throw up, and I'm like, I can't go. I'm too, I'm too stuffed with milk. <laughs> uh, so the kids are aware of what the program is. So the program is, as many of us have figured out, a situation where all the kids are sent somewhere to kill each other until there's one left. And it was um, presented to the public as a research program. So the military can research different survival skills and battle readiness of the population. Okay, I was I was just imagining like a bunch of like guys wearing lab coats with like corn cob pipes sitting around like a fireplace and being like, "But what if we had the children kill each other?" And they're all like, "Oh yeah, that's a good experiment." Yeah. <laughs> what yes. what would happen? I mean, it happened started in 1947. So let's think about the timeline of World War II. <laughs> is this like is this like the Stanford prison experiment where they were like, we want to show how people will just turn on each other at a, yes. on a dime. And then they were like, here, kids who haven't developed your frontal cortexes yet, take these bows and arrows and shit and go out in the yeah. woods and see what happens. Pretty much it, yeah. Um, so the students- Also, it's like only from like one, like- uh, like there was no diversity in that group either. Yeah, it's just like from, one all from the same class. One type of like, kid. It's not yeah. like randomized at all. They're all from the same class. They've been together for two years, except for the token transfer student. So you know, good time. And, and they do them like forty at a time. So they're blazing through like four hundred kids a year. Isn't it more? Two, isn't it two thousand? Because it's 50 times 40, 40 kids in a class or so, right? Oh, yeah. You said 50 times a year. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, 2,000 kids that's... that they kill every year. That's compared that's to the entire population. That's too, that's too many. <laughs> Quite a lot. That's I mean, like... You got to sacrifice it... for military research, CJ. I, I was going to say, I, think, I felt like, isn't Japan one of the countries that's always like, we need more children but happening for is, our well, this is population the growth. Greater East Asia, mm -hmm. so okay, it's, it's presumably so not it's, just the island. It must be must also be booming. Well, think think about it, honey, because when the Americans won the war, they fucked so much they made all the baby boomers. That's a very good point. So <laughs> when the Japanese won the war, they got so horny for each other. That's why they're not horny for each other enough right now because they haven't won a big world war <laughs> and it made them sad and not horny. But in this universe, rock hard, making baby boomers left and right. And then the baby boomers are like, well, we need to keep our job security. Mm -hmm. So let's make sure we kill the next generation before they're old enough to work. Like this is actually making a, a lot of sense. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll accept that this into is, my this belief system. This is a lot of sense to me. Yeah. 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 Uh, so 
I this part of the program of the book sounds really similar to probably the novel Hunger Games that most people are familiar with. Hunger Games, for the record, was published far after this book. Mm. And supposedly yeah. Suzanne yes. Collins claims she has never heard of Battle Royale. That's, there's no fucking way <laughs> she know. can say that. Uh, she has claimed it many a time that, oh, I yeah, didn't I mean, know this was a thing. Who knows? Hold on. When did people Hunger- have People have similar ideas all the time. So, it is actually genuinely a thing. I would yeah. believe it. So she she wrote the book in 2007 is when it was published. And this book was published in, in Japan in 99. And it came to the States. They are. I mean, like, they're they're totally different. They are different. Like, there's yeah. literally only the same thing is that there are it's young killing people other. killing yeah. each other in a game. Yeah. Which is, you know, pretty important. But, like, the plots surrounding them it's are very dystopian different. government, whatever. Like, yeah. dystopian governments can only go so many ways. But... So unlike Hunger Games, though, so Hunger Games, like they super publicize the the games, right, of like trying to like build up and propaganda all this stuff. Whereas um, in this book, the games are not televised, like the actual like uh, killing of each other, because I mean, that would be a very moral, syndicated program. But the they main do moral publicize of, the results. The main moral of Hunger Games is that capitalism is bad. <laughs> oh. And I don't yet know the moral of Battle Royale. I don't think there is, is much of one <laughs> other than disgust See, the then, that, then that's the difference. That is, uh, <laughs> that's the kind of moral I would expect from an idea that came from some guy's bad dream after he read a Stephen King novel. He just wanted to have a book where kids killed each other. It's fine. So yeah, that's they fine. Publi- So Shuya does remember like when he was a kid listening to the news reports about like, oh, this is the winner of the program. So they like have a video clip of like, here's the winner. And the winner mm-hmm. gets like a pension from the government and stuff. And like, they're taken care of like monetarily. And that's, and they get Whoa. a signed certificate from the dictator. Well, wait, they have parents. They're not orphans, right? I mean, some of them are, I get you said somewhere, but they're not all so, orphans. Do they need taking care of? So I'll skip to, I'll, I'll skip ahead to something I was going to tell you about later. So the thing is, okay. is when a class is selected to participate in the program, all of the parents and guardians have to be informed. Um, sometimes well, the parents and guardians yeah. aren't too pleased about their child being selected for the program. And so the government shoots them. Sure. So then they probably, <laughs> I mean, but then if you were like, nah, my kids got this and then they did, then you'd be like, great. Yeah. I mean, I guess I don't have to pay for them to go yeah. to school anymore. Yeah. Or so they're just taken care of because at least they could do, you know, take care of the trauma of that child by that's a, money. That's a big, I mean, that's a big waste. You would think like, like least case scenario, you would at least want them in your, in your army. Like, because they're, like, the best at killing. Based on what I saw from, like, the flashbacks of, like, different programs, they're a little too mentally disturbed by that point to be <laughs> They've useful. got too much PTSD for the army? Apparently. Wow, um, this is a good experiment. Yeah. I, I can see yeah. why they do this every week of the year. Um, I will also note that the program does not discriminate against people who might be relatives of, like, government officials. So specifically, there's a student in the class, Kyuichi, who was just appalled. He's like, excuse me, how was that? How was my class selected? Because Mm. my father has a high position in the government. My My father. father. And then (laughs) CJ was being the choker. I was being Malfoy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, Sakamochi, (laughs) the compliment each other, substitute teacher was like, 
well, everyone here is treated as equals. So it doesn't matter what your family's position is in the government. Mm-hmm. You got to deal with it. And mm-hmm. so he was like, ah, oh, shit. And that's that's <laughs> the difference between fairness and equality, Fran. Mm-hmm. It's true. So the kids are still not like quite grasping the fact that they were part of like they're doing the program because they keep like outbursts and like bargaining That's and so denial. Obs- that would just be like you the know. first thing again, like the first thing I'd be like, oh fuck, I gotta do, I gotta do PUBG now. Yeah. So to get them in the fighting spirit, um, their new teacher uh, brings in some of the armed soldiers into the room that are nice and armed and like in battle fatigues right. and everything. And right. um, also decided to show them their actual homeroom's teacher's corpse. Because their homeroom teacher, uh, when... What the fuck, dude? Wait, that's just the teacher. <laughs> uh, well, the homeroom teacher oppo- was opposing the government by oh. protesting his class's participation in the program. And so he had to be dealt with. Yikes. So with that, uh, Sakamochi, their new teacher, explains the rules of the game. And this is where most of modern Battle Royale games get a lot of their rules from. So rule number one, they're fighting each other until only one student survives. Fair enough. Okay. Sure. Um, Each student will leave the classroom every two minutes, one by one, and they'll be given a duffel bag of supplies. And note, since they were going on like an overnight trip, they also have their bag that they packed for the trip. So they also have whatever they packed with them to like go on the school trip. So they have like two duffel bags essentially of like supplies to survive mm. on mm-hmm. this remote island. Um, so in that pack, they're given food, water, a weapon, a map, a compass, a watch, and a class list. What kind of what kind of weapon are we talking about? So Fran? weapons are I'm see- random. I'm seeing a flaw in this almost immediately, but go ahead. So the weapons are random. Um. They range from guns to a uh-huh. fork to a shamisen to a Kevlar vest. So we've what is got a shamisen. Options. A shamisen's like a Japanese like banjo, essentially. It's like a stringed instrument. Oh, okay. That's a um that's a weapon. A Kevlar I guess. vest is not traditionally used to hurt people. It's well, the opposite. It's, it's what it's in the it's weapon defense. category. So I'm gonna so I'm gonna give you some of the more obscure weapons. So like there's like the standard like gun things because I don't know how right. guns work, but there's like a Browning high power yeah. nine millimeter, a Smith and Wesson M19, a Beretta M925. Yeah. There was a flamethrower at some point in this book, but I can't find That's it a on the list. Weapon. Um, I think maybe they found it on the island. Actually, I believe no those are all. I believe those are all pistols except for the Browning, which is a rifle. But there's a like Colt .45 semi-automatic. Yeah. So like there's there's That's like guns. a cowboy gun. So yeah. then the f- more interesting weapons, there's a crossbow, a kitchen knife, okay. a hatchet, a Kevlar vest. Ooh, shot off shotgun. Back into the gun category. Just a standard knife. Um, an antique rusty dagger. <laughs> Wait, what was the first knife? Um, Kitchen knife. Knife. And, and then, then the kni- antique oh, the- rusty dagger. So three different knives. Okay, great. Uh, a paper fan. Well, for, for research, we're like, well, one of them needs a kitchen knife, and the other one will just give them like a butter knife. I don't know. Yeah, Let's see what fine. happens, man. It'll be fine. Um, a paper fan, uh, a fork, great. an aluminum baseball bat, an army knife, like a Swiss army knife, but apparently sure. not Swiss, um, okay. and a boomerang. Nunchucks. Awesome. Awesome. I love that one of the guys was like, put the boomerang in there. Dude, we got to do it. It's going to be so fucking funny. Um, ice pick, 
a hammer, a sickle, hand grenades. Uh-oh. Um, like a ha- hammer and a sickle. I know, um, right? In yeah. in my imperial chai, or I mean, Separate. imperial <laughs> Eastern Empire. Yeah. It- um, a dartboard and darts. Because why not? Maybe Why, need some okay. recreation for some fun. I guess fun. I wouldn't use the board as much, but the I mean like regular darts, yeah. like metal ones. Yeah, like like a dart dartboard. Yeah. Right. Um. So yeah. So those are some of the more fun ones. Oh, someone got potassium cyanide. That's a good time. <laughs> so they can fucking kill themselves because they don't want to do okay. this. Um. Or someone else. You don't know. Um, yeah. All you have to do is get them to take a pill like a dog on medication. To, like hide it in a piece of cheese and shove it in their mouth. Now, CJ, I am curious as to what you would do with this particular weapon. Someone yeah. got a collar tracking device. Because, as I said earlier, everyone has a collar on them, and in there is a GPS. Okay, that, they, so... that the military uses to track their movements right. on the island. So what would you okay. do if you were given a collar tracking device? So top top tier weapons off the bat, obviously, like, the the pistol, like, the Colt forty five is good. You can shoot it a lot. Um, I guess if you only have that many bullets, though, you'd really want the thing with the most bullets in it. But, like, next up on S tier has got to be the tracker. Because could you imagine, like, the tactical advantage that you would have? You could just go where everyone else isn't for, like, the longest time. Mm-hmm. Uh, or just, like, go where two well. dots are, like, colliding and then third party them. It would be, like, the easiest time. All right, all right. Lizzie, out of this weapons list, what are you thinking is, like, top tier for you here yeah the tracker was the first thing i would gravitate to as well yeah. that i could just use it to stay out of everyone's way though mm-hmm. though here's the thing here's the immediate strategy i have and this is this is maybe a little random because it kind of depends like if i'm it is a random weapon you can't guarantee what right. you're getting but if i'm first okay and i'm and I get like a gun or I don't know, a baseball bat or whatever. They all have to go single file out of this thing one after another from the same spot. You just wait outside and just like put a bullet in their brain the instant they come out. Well, CJ, CJ, this might be foreshadowing future events in the oh. story. I was going to say, it I kind of remember this a, now. It is such a flawed way to do this exact thing that it is like, so immediately obvious that the first person with any sort of good weapon is just going to sit by the entrance and fuck everyone else up as they come out. So there is some uh, precautions against some of these tactics that you're mentioning. Mm. So There's no um, spawn killing. So there is just no, they are on an island that they specifically evacuated for this program. So it was a residential island, like people lived here. Um, but like, when they, they do this every week of the year, yeah, they cleared them out like last week. There's like a, there's like, you can see like they have kitty cats. People like have their computers and stuff still there. Like these people live, do they oh, pick a new island cars. every time? Yeah. So every, like for each class, they go to this a different remote location. Such a, this is such a disruptive oh. There's a lot of islands in the Jap, uh, in the Republic of Greater East Asia. All right. I mean, I know, but you're going through 50 a year. It's just a lot of logistics and you got to get them all there. CJ, you said uh, it earlier, job security. Yeah. Yeah. Job all right. Security. Um, so. Because they're on an island, there's a sh- there are ships surrounding the island, so kids can't just like jump into the water and try to swim to shore. Okay, they'll just they got collars on them; they can track them. Um, mm-hmm. So, and then there's forbidden zones. 
So like in uh, like back to standard board reals, there's like the storm, right? And the idea is like you're trying to coalesce survivors together to like encourage more fighting. So the forbidden zones are kind of the same thing. So every kid has a map and it's like gridded out like A1, B6, you know. Hmm. And what happens is um, the school becomes a forbidden zone 20 minutes after the students depart. So after the students leave, they have 20 minutes and they have to get the heck out of Dodge in the quadrant where the school is um, or else things will happen. Um, That's and, still nine free kills. Um, yeah, we'll get there. So <laughs> locate. So since um, they're on this residential island that was specifically chosen for the program, they disconnected all phones um, and there's going to be announcements every six hours during the program where they announce the new forbidden zones. So it's like at 7 a.m., A7 will become a forbidden zone, and it's randomized. So there's mm. a computer, like, randomizing the selection of zones. So you could end up isolated, surrounded by forbidden zones if you mess up on, like, where you're sitting. So you got to be careful okay. about where you are. Oh, you are the off. forbidden zones additive? Like, yeah. they just they add don't on stop time. being forbidden? Yeah, okay. so it gets smaller and smaller and smaller. This gotcha. is just like Fortnite. This is exactly like Fortnite. <laughs> just not as like circular. Um, sure. I mean, more specifically, it's like PUBG, but whatever. Sure. I don't, I've never played but PUBG, <laughs> so I don't know. Came, I haven't either. Came first. I know, it came first. Um, so everyone is wearing that collar that I mentioned earlier. It tracks their location and their pulse, so they'll know if they're still alive or not. Um, once again, the military is tracking this for research purposes. And there is a time limit. So one thought or strategy would be, well, what if just no one kills each other? Mm -hmm. Right. Does this just go on forever? <laughs> no. So there is a time limit of 24 hours. So if no one dies within a 24 hour period, then everyone will die. And that wasn't my first thought. Okay. But uh, I'm a gamer. So, so <laughs> you know, I, I'm just I'm immediately about it. Um, so the way that they can make sure that like everyone just goes kaput or like making sure that people don't go into forbidden zones is because the collar will just explode. Right. Okay. So. Yeah, I've seen. I've seen. Yeah. Uh, I've seen Suicide Squad. I get it. Oh, sure. Oh, this is also in Suicide Squad. <laughs> Fran is in everything. You should now. have prefaced with, "Unfortunately, I've seen Suicide Squad." <laughs> the second one is fine. Sure. I did watch the second one. All right. So. You think it was fine. It was fine. Is it one yeah. the Suicide Squad and one's like Suicide Squad? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's like the people at DC forgot how to name anything anymore, and they're just throwing it, throwing darts at the child who's wearing a dartboard as armor and seeing what sticks. <laughs> One thing to keep in mind with these weapons is um, if someone dies, you can take theirs. Right. right. It's so, gamer loot, as yeah, we call it. Yeah, you can it, loot right? it. You can carry as much as you can, right? Again, like when someone drops all their stuff in mm -hmm. Fortnite. When yeah. they drop that tasty, legendary plasma rifle. To lessen the like the heaviness of this topic, I will just keep bringing up Fortnite. <laughs> it's great. Um, so now we're gonna get into an actual timeline of events on this island. All right. Okay. So the first two deaths happen before the game even starts. Actually, before any child leaves oh, the room. So they're trying to are they are they, they misbehaving? Yes. Uh. So they're you know you can't you can't oppose the government. So mm -hmm. um. Remember Yoshitoki is Shuya's BFF because they were in the same orphanage together. And so Sakamochi informed all the students that all of their parents and guardians were contacted uh, about their participation in the program. And some were opposed to it. And then some of their parents are dead. 
Um, Mm -hmm. Yoshitoki, being an orphan, is like, who did you contact? Because that's the most important question right now. So Yoshitoki asked uh, Mr. Sakamochi, being like, so who did you contact for me? And he's like, kind of like freaking out, like shaky, because who wouldn't be? Um, He tells him that, oh, you're one of the orphan boys. Uh, Because there's two of them in the class. And Mm -hmm. Miss Ano, who was the superintendent of the orphanage, resisted um, and opposed the government's decision. And so he raped her. (gasps) Hmm. Now, Fran, how, that doesn't track with how they treated the rest of everybody else. Well, he said she they was would just pretty. do a. Ki- oh, great. Okay, that uh, that was what I was looking for. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know why they would treat her differently, but right? I get it now. Uh, so yeah, it, this is to introduce that Sakamoto's a fucked up okay, guy. Also, also, <laughs> legitimately, we're I gonna have, have to bleep that out for YouTube. Although, yeah, it, yeah. if you're watching on the other thing. On the other platforms, it's fine. Yeah, so, yeah, it's uh, this is to introduce uh, Sakamochi's a piece of shit, basically. Um, and Yoshitoki was very upset about that and started, like, threatening Mr. Sakamochi that he was going to kill him. And Shuya was trying to tell his BFF to calm down, and Yoshitoki would not. And so Sakamochi told the shoulders, uh, soldiers in the room to shoot him, and he did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Noriko was sitting right behind Yoshitoki, which mm-hmm. was... no. Uh, Yoshitoki's uh, crush and she was like oh no and she like rushed towards his body as it was falling and um, she also got shot but only grazed in the leg Um, right it's a warning well she's prettier she got a a warning shot essentially Um, so she's just kind of bleeding out on the ground (laughs) is it a warning shot if you get hit I don't Um, know if that counts I guess you're right Fran Um, and then so that concludes Yoshitoki's story in this novel. And he, he, he wore his heart on his sleeve, Fran, literally. Sure <laughs> because his insides are outside now. Gotta be real with you. Can't think of a joke for it right now. I, really? I just came up with that one on the spot. I don't know if you want to joke about all the deaths. That's all I'm saying. Um, well, Fran, this is a comedy podcast. So I don't know You what to chose you. this topic, Fran. <laughs> yeah, Fran. I'm just, you chose I'm to bring just, this topic to us. I did. It's because this was one of my favorite books growing up. <laughs> Fran, you're messed up. I'm, yeah, that's fascinating, actually, but we'll move past <laughs> it. I was we'll an edgy put teenager. A, All right. Put a pin in this. Put a pin in that. <laughs> um, I'm in therapy. Don't worry about it. So Okay, then we're fine. We're all fine. <laughs> Uh, so another student who died before the game actually started was Fumio. She was one of the neutrals. And she, so as uh, Mr. Sakamochi was like describing the game and the rules and stuff, she started whispering to her friend that was behind her. Like, so he just- th- not fetch. Yeah. So he just threw a knife into her forehead. <laughs> well, okay. Oh, that geez. one doesn't- Neither of these seem like- the worst. They're not like resisting. They're just like gossip. Kind of seems you're gonna turn them on each other anyway. It kind of just seems wasteful. He said it was a slip of the hand. So that's how the game starts. Um, two students are dead before it officially begins. So instead of tracking 42 students, you get to track 40 throughout the book. That's that's an that's a better number for me, quite honestly. More it's a even. Little, little easier. Um, so conveniently, when you read the novel, um, there is a map of the island for you to follow, and there's a class list for you to follow, so you can follow along. Hmm. And see who's left and which parts of the map are remaining. And this all that okay, stuff. this is just the fucking Hunger Games. I'm starting to believe less and less that <laughs> what's her name didn't read this. Yeah, or at least watch the movie. Unclear. Or so, or know something about it because they do that exact shit. It's yeah. So 
Um, one of the reasons why I liked this novel growing up is because you don't just follow Shuya the whole time. So Shuya is kind of like the character that we've been following so far. But as the students start being dismissed, we start following each student's perspective. So you get to know all 40 students in the, in the class. That's your favorite part, Fran. That sounds so tedious. I, I like have the... I like I tried books to, with multiple perspectives. I tried to read Game of Thrones and they switched between like five and I was like, Jesus Christ, just get to the point. When do the dragons show up? And then I didn't even get to the part where the dragons show up because it was so fucking boring. I also Sorry. like multiple perspective books, Fran. Yeah, so just, I'm with you. Yeah, it's... I like the the structure of the book a lot. Right? I feel like they're more unusual <laughs> these days, but yeah. yeah also, there was a common. joke. I read all of the Game of Thrones books. Don't at me saying I'd stop before it got good. Just fucking whatever. <laughs> it's fine. I didn't read any of them. I oh also God. didn't. And I never watched the show. Also didn't watch the show and didn't want to. Same. Before it was popular to not like it. Same. Same. <laughs> I, I didn't watch the show before season eight or whatever. Fran, we're so cool. <laughs> we're so cool. <laughs> so, Tell us about these murder children. So the game is starting. Um, conveniently, so the fun part is, the fun part, is that to determine who gets to leave first, they get to draw a name out of a hat. Mm-hmm. Fun time. So the game has started. Um, for the sake of not getting to know all 40 characters in this podcast, we're going to focus mostly on Shuya, mm. and <clears throat> then we'll pick up some notable bits throughout the story, um, but mostly focusing on his journey through this game. So as Shuya leaves the building, he notices there's like a lump on the ground. Looks like maybe like a bag, like maybe okay. like one of the bags. And he notices there's like a corpse next to it um, as he leaves oh. the school. Great. Mystery solved. There. You- so turns out there was a student who left the school and was like, hey, there's a really high building up there and yeah. climbed up that tower. And he had a crossbow and was uh. picking the kids off as they left. However... Um, the student who was doing that was Yoshio, the the nerd of the class. So he thought Damn. he had a target on his back. He was already a victim of bullying. So he's like, I'm not, uh-huh. no one's going to team up with me. I'm not going to survive. So I'm going to have to make sure I survive. So, yeah. well, no one can really team up with anyone. I mean, you could do it to last a little longer, but like, you know, at the end of the day, that's them's the bricks. So he, he only got one person though, because he tried. Because uh, the crossbow. Yeah, <laughs> he fumbled a bit when loading it the first couple times so you know he missed people but um so when mm-hmm. shuya came out he barely missed shuya because he didn't expect shuya to stop moving um when he saw you know the lump on the ground mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. shuya saw the arrow like hit the ground next to him and with his uh star baseball player shortstop skills he took that arrow and threw it right back where it came from whoa not knocking yoshio okay. out of that tower there's some oh. physics issues with this, but you Don't know Don't worry what? about it. If you can throw a baseball, you can throw an arrow. That's my experience. Fast enough he, to he, kill what someone? part of star baseball Question? player? I know. Listen, Fran, I've played as a monk in Dungeons and Dragons. I understand the power that this is. It's super powerful. Um, turns out, as we find out in one of the next chapters, Yoshio was not uh killed by Shuya. Shuya doesn't know that, though. Shuya's like, oh, shit, did I just murder someone? I just got out of this school. Um, sure. And before he left, he um, had tried to get a message to uh, Noriko because he decided he was going to take care of her because Yoshitoki couldn't. And Yoshitoki could never 
uh, fulfill his love of Noriko and some. So this nonsense. guy gets two girlfriends, and so, his friend is dead as a pile of goo. His this friend is, is dead, and so he's gonna protect his friend's crush, basically mm. to okay. be noble. He and knows so, the rules. Well, so luckily Noriko was one or two after him, I believe, in the class order. And so he was able to grab her pretty quick. And she's mm. still wounded. She still has that bullet that cut her leg open. So, but he grabs her. And since he was already attacked, because he had thought about like waiting for Shinji, who was that smart jock we had talked about earlier, because he thought if anybody would figure out how to get off this island, it would be him. But he just couldn't take that chance because he because he was already attacked. And he's like, oh shit. So him and Noriko run off and try to find a place to hide. Um, mm. So we will pause his story for a moment and go to one notable death that happens early on. If you remember the token couple from the class, um, they figured out a way to communicate to each other to meet up somewhere because Sakamochi had like drawn a map of the island and they had he had them write on a piece of paper in the classroom some nonsense words to try to get them in the mood for killing each other. And he, they, she managed to like write a message on a piece of paper and dropped it off to him on her way out because she was dismissed before he was. And so they ended up meeting up. Um, they're like, they essentially have kind of like a romantic suicide pact in a sense because they knew a that Romeo they were, and Juliet. Yeah, yeah, in a sense. Uh, they were just like, well, I'm not going to live without you. I'm not going to live without you. They try to do the whole thing. You should try to survive without me. Blah 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 blah. But as such they both decided to um they heard someone approaching them from the bushes and that kind of was a kind of the impulse to be like well i guess we're going so they ended up jumping off a cliff together um into the ocean below okay but so they ended up just removing themselves from the from the game um so another important person here is shogo the transfer student covered in scars who seemed to have some inkling that there was sleeping gas happening in the bus. Okay. Mm -hmm. So Shogo comes across Shuya, actually. So when Shuya and Noriko were running for cover, um, they ran into one of the jocks uh, who had a hatchet. And um, that student had made assumed that uh, Shuya and Noriko for some reason we're together and he was like well they outnumber me so that's a problem so he ended up attacking even though she was like dude stop because Shuya didn't want to participate mm -hmm. um even though he as far as he knows on did a participate on accident uh, when he threw that sure. arrow up into a tower um because he doesn't know his own shortstop strength so they ended up one fighting. Never does. No, never do, no one ever knows. Um, so they ended up fighting it, fighting a bit and like grappling, and they end up tumbling down a hill. And then the hatchet accidentally lodges itself in the assailant's uh, head and died. So Shuya was like, well, Whoop, shit. Bit of a <laughs> bit of a freebie. All right. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and so she was like, well, fuck. But he takes the hatchet because weapon yeah right? that's literally why you're not supposed to run with sharp objects <laughs> yeah. like that exact scenario yeah so should have he... learned about that in school but <laughs> but he's... they're doing this instead yeah. so yeah so when he so he takes the hatchet out of his head um and as he does that one of the other classmates sees that happening and they assume that she just murdered this kid and so he sure. starts 
this is just like a wow 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 <laughs> wow no i didn't do it no he tripped and fell yeah You're so probably like wondering how i ended this. up in this situation i mean that's kind of like the genre we're in right we got the clicks we've got people crushes and all this good stuff so it's you might be wondering so yep. um i think it was actually the male class representative saw him and he's like dude I, it was an accident and of course he doesn't care he's just gonna attack but then shogo pops up and says stop and once again who's gonna listen and so shogo fires uh with the sawed off shotgun at the other kid and blasts his right arm off um Ooh. kid's not dead yet just a warning shot because turns out warning shots right. can just remove that wounds. is a warning that's a warning he probably shot. won't be all right um well kid. he is all he is all right because <laughs> no, he's he blew all left. off his left arm no, he's oh, all he's left. Right left now yeah oh i see uh, there right. you go you came to there the conclusion of my joke Thank i know you. i know but <laughs> i thought listen <laughs> so i have to, i still have to do the thing where you try to make an l to see which one's which oh dear which is stupid just you write with your right hand unless you're left-handed Simple. Simple. <laughs> Simple. Uh, so he tries to have a warning shot to get the kid to stop. He doesn't. So Shoko's like, well, gotta do it. You know. Right. Kills him. And then she is like freaking out. I mean, like, oh, the, the bleeding out would have <laughs> Got him in the at end that anyway. Point. Yeah. But um, the kid had a, had a pistol. So could have like got some shots off before he bled out. Okay. So Shoko sure. puts the kid out of his misery. And she is like, oh, dear. Thinking he's gonna die, he's got to oh dear. get killed with a sawed-off shotgun. And Shogo's like, "I promise I'm not here to hurt you." While holding said shotgun, and she's like, "What?" Because <laughs> um, once again, Shogo Shogo doesn't have friends. Shogo doesn't talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. Why? Why? Why shouldn't he be participating? Wouldn't he like this sort of thing? Because once again, everyone has stereotyped him as a delinquent. Um, Shogo instead says, "I don't." Like, you guys want to team up, essentially. Um, and Shuya is like, I'm with Noriko. I'm just trying to make sure she's okay. Shogo's like, oh, I can treat her. My dad was a doctor. Yeah, that is how it works. Yeah. That how, is that is how it works. works. That's what I would do on the playground growing up. I'd be like, I know what's wrong with you. My dad's a doctor. Right. Yep. So if they, were, if they, like, broke their nose, you would, like, do the thing where you just, like, set it back into place. And you'd be like, yeah. you're good to go. Yeah. Now, so- I'd look at them and be like, you broke your nose. And that would be it. Fran, keep going. Yes, thank you. Um, so he uh, <clears throat> teams up with Noriko and Shuya for question- who knows reasons. Um, but he claims he has a plan to get off this island. and But it's only going to work if the three of them are the only ones remaining. Okay. So that seems the like a lie. Well, um, Shuya's like, but we were planning on teaming up with Shinji or someone else. And Shogo's like, okay, fine. They can join. I'm not opposed to our numbers growing, but it can only be the people in our group that are left alive then. Okay? I and think he's lying. Well, we'll find out soon, won't we? So Shuya- I, I have, it's that meme of that detective from that game and it says doubt. That's me right now, friend. <laughs> so Shuya and Noriko have welcomed Shogo. Uh, uh-huh. into their group and Shogo you know he's really apt at like this for some reason he like he knows like he stopped by the general store that was on the island like grabbed some like wire like fishing wire so he set up like trips 
around like where they set up camp and stuff so they would know and like if a branch fell like a specific branch like they knew that like someone was coming and he's really good at treating wounds because you know his dad's a doctor so of course he knew um right but he noticed um they noticed that noriko was like kind of getting sick like she seemed really sickly they weren't sure if it was a cold if you know or she she was getting like sepsis or like her wound was infected because yeah probably that a lot of blood you know wait what what kind of being good at doctoring is he i thought he's like well he's been shot in the leg i don't know why she's so weak (laughs) right now well he said it could be a cold or it could be sepsis those were his two options (laughs) That's usually I like, how it goes. I like a person I mean, coming when into I go the, to the doctor's office. Yeah, you know. I like the person coming in the doctor's office, like an arrow sticking out of their arm. And it's like, well, it could be COVID or it could be something to do with that. Yeah, you know. If you're a woman, they'd dangerous. be like, you just need to lose weight. Oh. Or are you on your period? Yes. Well, maybe so. she is on her period. Or are you pregnant? Oh, maybe she is pregnant. You know. Uh, so. They end up um, deciding to head to the the clinic that's on the island because once again this was mm-hmm. a residential island so like there's like a hospital type thing there, so that's where they decide to head. Um, so let's talk about the male delinquent of the class, Kazuo, who um, for some reason has no emotions and but is really good at sports and academia. And he yeah, has I remember him. him. I feel like he would do pretty good in this scenario. So he somehow managed to pass a message along to his gang in the classroom to meet him on the southern tip of the island once they leave. Um, so he gets there. Um, and uh, unfortunately for uh, one of the girls in the class, she also ended up there um, with everybody. Mm-hmm. And he um, found her and was like, Hello. And he found he has like had like a coin in his pocket, and he decided he was going to flip that coin, and to decide if he was going to participate in the game or not. So, <laughs> this that's such a high schooler thing to do. Yeah, he just saw <laughs> like he just saw the Batman, the one with the two face in it. And he yeah. was like, let's play a game. Basically, uh, so he flipped that coin. Um, it landed on the side of he was going to participate. Essentially, dang. Great. So um, the poor girl who ended up down there that didn't mean to be there, um, he killed her. And um, his gang shows up. He's like, nice, nice. Hey, boss, nice kill on that girl. Uh, Kind of. Yeah. So everyone shows up in the game except for one. Because one of his friends was like, I don't trust him. I'm not I'm not showing my face over here. He's going to kill us all. Um, Uh. And Kazuo did kill everybody when they got there. So Oh damn. Um <laughs> Damn yeah. boss, you're killing us so good over here. <laughs> so Kazu- I'm dying here, boss. <laughs> I'm dying over here. Cause of you, boss. That's my boss. Uh so Kazuo is participating. Um yeah. spoiler alert, he ends up with the highest uh kill count in the by the end of the game. Um, Great. so he, he's I mean, good he at got that too. I guess killed all his cronies. So yeah, so that was a good start, like straight off yeah, the bat, high numbers. Um, this is team killing. Everyone know that. Yeah. So we're gonna pause on Kazuo. He's gonna come up later. He's gonna interact with our Shuyu, Shuya Shogo Noriko gang. But we're gonna go to two of the neutrals here for the mo- for a moment. So two of the neutrals hanging out. They're like they're good friends and stuff, and they're also having. Uh, did you have a crush on anybody in the class conversation? This is absurd um, right now. Right now. 
Well, it's kind of like Trisha right now again. So high school. Yes, very high high school. school So they're just they're talking about the regrets. Like, did you regret never confessing to somebody and like that sort of thing? And one of the girls confesses she had a crush on crush on Shuya, and she never told him. This is just like in eighth grade when. In the middle of our school play, uh, a couple broke up backstage, and then all of the girls in my class all took turns slapping the guy because he broke up with her during a play. You're right. So, You're right, wow. Lizzie. This scenario is this exactly scenario like is that. Just like this. I can't yeah. find a, si- a single difference. <laughs> There's that a reason I brought it up. Him, <laughs> yeah. I well, I assure. <laughs> listen, I have known many what a high men. Situation. I have known many men who have dated women in my life, and mm-hmm. it appears to me that men have no idea of like the concept of timing. It's just, it accurate. literally just like comes into their head, and they're like, "Well, I have to get this out of my head now because otherwise it will be there, and I we don't gotta, want it in there anymore." We gotta be on stage to do the Music Man big. Uh, 76 trombones number in like two minutes, and now's the time. Now's the time. (laughs) And in high stress situations, is obviously the time to do these sorts of things. So, girls talk about the crushes, but then they notice there's a big megaphone like on a tower thing, probably to like warn people of like a tsunami or something like that. You know, yeah, they're an island, whatever, something. Um, make announcements for the festivals or something. I don't know. So they're like, sure. you know what we should do? We should get on that megaphone and encourage everybody to not fight and not kill each other. We can work together. And play some ska. I literally, honey, <laughs> I was gonna say, I bet that I bet that town used to use that to play ska music for all the villagers. But then I was like, I'm wearing a ska t-shirt right now, and I feel like that would be too stupid of I, me to say. I wanted to steal the joke from you. I could feel it in the it air. Was, I, was, I, I, I exuded it through, the, through the, the space between us, and it osmosis went into your brain. Do you think ska could have made it to the Republic of Greater East Asia? It's the 90s. I do. Well, ska existed before... The I'm not gonna get into ska, but it existed before the <laughs> but the 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 great wars. So you know it it actually see a lot of people think that reggae came first and then ska is based on it, but it's actually the other way around. Ska came before reggae, mm-hmm. and then reggae was invented after that. Mm-hmm. Thank you, thank you, so, thank you. CJ. So I would I would imagine that Japan would be at this point in history doing the same thing that America was doing in our timeline during the 90s with third wave revival ska or ska punk as we call it it's possible they only ban decadent music so i don't know if ska is oh ska's decadent. the most decadent oh, music you can have it's probably not Fran. allowed it's probably not allowed oh man uh unfortunately so the girls end up at the megaphone and they shout into it saying everybody let's not kill each other um right. and everyone and then so we end up in the perspective of Shuya and his crew going like, that's a really stupid idea. What are you doing? You're giving your position away. And <laughs> Lull, people that will find just happened. you. Um, so Shuya decides to fire warning shots, not at them. This actual warning shots, not like at anybody. Okay. Like in the sure. air to like be like, hey, you should stop talking. And the girls instead go, don't shoot. It's okay. We can do this together. 
Um, and then he's like, I got to go stop him. Shogo's like, dude, you stop, stop. You stay here. Don't go anywhere. None of <laughs> none of them are following the rules. The gamer boy who is presumed dead right now is following the rules. The uh the sociopath is following the rules. Everyone else keeps doing these like, oh no, I've got to tell them to not tell other people to not play the game. But then they wouldn't be playing the game either. You gotta kill everybody. You gotta yeah. you gotta so, get that KDA up. So Kazuo, who is playing the game, is like, mm-hmm. hey, easy targets. So he, you know, shoots up there and gets them. Um, they don't die quickly. He's not very like, he's a bit of a distance away. They're not like mm. immediately dead. So in their dying breaths, um, so the girl who likes Shuyo's dying. She's like, oh, we tried so hard. And then the other one's like, I had a crush on Shuya too. It's really important that pretty much every girl in this class apparently had a crush on Shuya. On Great. Twitter. Mr. Popular. He's very uh, popular. That's why he's well, our main character. <laughs> yeah, he's like a guitar player. He's, he's a good, cool. He plays guitar. He has really good shortstop skills, and he's just, I, he's just such a rebel. I just imagine as these two girls are dying, and then the other one's like, I like Shuya too. The first one's like, you, you fucking bitch. And she shoots her in the head. <laughs> that is not what happened. Um, I wouldn't put it past that happening at some point in this book, but it, that did not happen in this particular situation. To follow up on the nerd... Um, he does end up dying because mm. one of the other students comes upon his body that fell from the tower with his crossbow next to it. And the kid's like, oh, crossbow and like loads it. And then uh, Yoshio like came to and then the kid like freaked out and just like shot it. Yeah. And then Yoshio's gone. So. Live by the crossbow, die by the crossbow. Why'd they do that? I guess they didn't want to have the main character be a ruthless murderer. Uh, but so yeah. weird, weird roundabout way of being like, well, I still don't want this character in my book anymore. So he didn't yeah. die from that, but he did die right after that. Yeah, so. he died pretty quickly after. So, but great. It's to Shinji needs to feel guilty, I guess, about the deaths or something. I don't know. Shuya gets I, out. I don't know. Be- I don't. Like, I'm not a. I'm not a bookmaker. I don't know the rules. Yeah. So. So um. And then before we get to the sh- back to our main characters here, um, there's a really famous scene in the movie that I want to address a little bit that happens a little different in the book. So in the movie version, at least from people I've talked to, one of the most visceral deaths for men to watch or boys to watch is uh, a girl that has an ice pick. And so uh, there's a dude in the class who's freaking out because he doesn't want to die a virgin. Mm. And so that's the one thing I would be thinking of, too. Yeah. So he approaches a girl and is like, hey, do you want to die not a virgin, basically? (laughs) And she's like, no. Yes, please. Gross. Um, She probably also had a crush on Shuya. Honestly, can't remember. But um, so, yeah, so he did that. And then she's like, no. And he's like, well, I'm going to make you do it. And she's like, no. And so um, she ends up stabbing his testicles with an ice pick. (laughs) <laughs> Ooh. So, that's a hard angle too like yeah. just to get the balls so like he was sitting on trust the ground me and like got him so it that's like a really fun fun death in the movie that a lot of people remember in the book it's yeah. a little different okay. the concept the setup's the same but she ends up she still ends up killing him with an ice pick just not as it's just in the mouth instead of the Ugh. balls 
Not that the balls oh. would have killed him anyway. Oh, just... so the the filmmakers were just having a little fun with it. They're like, ah, oh, this guy. What if he? What if his balls? Because ex- he's because his balls are so full. Get it? So if they just exploded to death, I yeah. she didn't even. Ha- she probably didn't even have to use the ice pick, quite honestly. After getting blue balled like that, they'd probably just explode on their own. <laughs> so just a fun aside there. Um, so there's, after the megaphone situation, after Kazuo got those girls and stuff, um, Kazuo ends up coming across uh, Shuya, Shogo, and Noriko while they're at the clinic. And um, they have a big... Uh, like shootout situation, but that starts with Kazuo got his hand on a grenade and threw it at them. And Shuya's uh, shortstop skills come in handy once again because he catches that grenade and right. chucks it right back. Right, of course. So catches the grenade, and so <coughs> is oh this? Oh shit! Uh, they're being ambushed. Is this a uh, uh, like what we would think of a grenade, or like those German grenades with the handle? I don't know the difference. Um, well, Fran, fun fact, uh, American grenades were designed to be about the same size as an American baseball because they knew it would be easier to teach soldiers how to throw them because they already knew how to throw baseballs. So if it was the baseball one, that would actually make sense to me that he was good at throwing them back because that's why they were made that way. Well, the Republic of Greater East Asia must have gotten them from those American imperialists. Really good for the American stereotype. That American the, uh, can only understand if related to sports. If related to baseball. <laughs> we made this missile football shaped because, I mean, they do call it the nuclear football. That's the like suitcase that has the button in it or whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, you're not super far off. <sighs> I'm sure that was covered they, in, uh, what was that? Odenkirk? What is the... What's the movie that came Oppenheimer? out? Oppenheimer. The yeah. Oppenheimer one. Yeah, so I'm sure yeah. that was covered in Oppenheimer. It's not Bob sure Odenkirk. <laughs> Bob Odenkirk as Oppenheimer. Yeah. I'm uh, sure that was covered in Oppenheimer. A whole scene about, okay, guys, how can we make this more sporty? Yeah. And, uh, and that's why they named those underwater boats the same thing as sandwiches. So guys would be like, ah, oh, it's shaped like a sandwich, but it goes under the water. I get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now you're getting it historically into the the american headspace i know it's great so in this shootout with kazuo um shuya gets injured a bit gets a little beat up um he escaped from kazuo um he split up from shuya uh from shogo and noriko so shogo he kind of distracted kazuo so noriko and shogo could escape Mm. so shuya escaped from kazuo and like tumbled down a hill and ended up passing out from his injuries and trauma right so he's passed out. Yeah, in a field. I get if you like pass out from like blunt force trauma, you just die. You don't wake up. That's not passing out. That's just the start of being dead. I think I was more from the blood loss, probably. Unclear. Then you definitely don't get better from that. No, no, don't worry about it. Um, it's not D and D rules where you're bleeding out on the ground, out. and if you focus really hard, you can keep being alive. He passes out, which gives us time to talk about some of the other characters. So as all these previous events have been happening, Shinji, the smart jock, has mm-hmm. concocted a plan just the like Shuya thought he would. Shinji is super smart and good with computers, but he's also sporty. That, that doesn't seem helpful in this case, but whatever. Well, he found a Macintosh in one of the houses. Okay, hold on. 
It was fine. It's fine. I said I wouldn't do it anymore. Steve Jobs still exists. Yeah, I guess. Whatever. Who cares? Uh, so... I don't know why he wouldn't. <laughs> I mean, either. Whatever. So Shinji's plan is to hack the government system using mm-hmm. the Macintosh he found in one of the houses. And okay. he's going to hack the system to turn off all their callers so they can escape. Nice. Okay. So they're they're Wi-Fi enabled, is what you're saying I, in the 1990s. I, I'm assuming GPS enabled, but that doesn't do that. But all right, don't worry about it. So great. So Shinji's hard at work getting this done, and then he runs. He's then he got. He's hacker voice. He's like, guys, I'm, I'm gonna be in so soon here. Yeah, he's so fucking working on it. So. Remember that they disconnected all of the phones on the island. Apparently, they didn't disconnect the internet somehow in 1997. Um, I guess satellite internet or something. I I, I mean, they live on an island, so... I don't know. Uh, I will say a a fun aside about the cell phone thing is one of the girls did pack a flip phone in her, like, night pack that she took to the trip, so she tried to call her parents on it. And, um... The what are deep- they gonna do? Well, she's like, Dad, I'm on the blah, blah, blah. They already were informed, but she's just freaking out trying to get yeah. out, right? And so sure. s- t- somehow Sakamochi ends up answering. It was like, now, now, I told you phones wouldn't work. And she's like, ah, and closes it. And then okay. the leader <laughs> of the- He just changed all the contacts in her phone to <laughs> While they were asleep. But they had they the same names. <laughs> yeah. They just changed the names. He went through everyone's all phones and just changed all of the numbers that to his. That would be so fucking good, dude. That's such a good prank. Uh, That's so, such a good 1990s prank. So one of the, so the leader of the fe- the girl delinquents, um, Mitsuko Soma, heard her and like, tried to like, kill her essentially. Um, mm-hmm. But she was trying to hide from her because she heard her come in the building. And um, Sakamochi uh, calls the cell phone back and goes, now a reminder. And of course it rings and stuff. Yeah. And like her cell phone, ah. her ringtone goes off. He's like, now a reminder. I told you to turn your phones off because you don't want this to give your position away, do you? And um, it gives her position away. And well, sure, you know, it plays. So, what this is just like what movie theater employees do to you if right, you forget yeah, to turn off it, your cell phone during a movie. If it goes off, they fucking brain you from behind, <laughs> and you're dead now. So back to Shinji trying to hack the government. So um, one of his friends, Yutaka, was like, "Shinji, bro, we should hang out." And Shinji's like, "Fuck, I don't want to explain this all to Yutaka." But Yutaka keeps asking questions. And so Shinji's like, well, here's what I'm doing. So, because, you know, like in movies, you got to have a character to, to explain all the technological hacking to so they understand and how the, so the audience understands what's going on. Right. So Yutaka's kind of filling that role for the reader. And Shinji's like, I am hacking into the mainframe and like all this nonsense. Right. right. So the island mainframe or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. So he's uh, explaining all what he's doing out loud to him and he's making a lot of good progress. And he's like in English or in Japanese. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> yes, essentially is what happened. So, but his attempts were thwarted somehow. Somehow, <laughs> imagine there would be an amount of security. Doing. Yeah. Um. So somehow Palpatine returned. So Shinji <laughs> figured out that the callers have microphones. 
and they've oh. been listening in on his conversations. Oh, okay. So that's a problem because he just spoke his entire plan out loud. Right. Mm -hmm. Drats. See, I was going to say, or you can have a character not reveal it to another character. So therefore, it is a mystery that is solved later mm -hmm. through visual, which is just another storytelling technique. And that yes. would have saved him. Turns out but this was a different plot device to figure sure. out that there was microphones in those collars. Shinji was like, shit, they can hear me. So he figured out, ah, well, obviously we just won't have conversations out loud then. And so he, him and Yutaka end up having conversations on paper, but then have fake conversations in real life. That mm. way they, the gov that way Sakamochi thinks that they've given up and that's like, well, shit, what do we do now, guys? And, but secretly Shinji is coming up with another plan. Mm -hmm. So he knows how to make a bomb. So what sure. he's going to do is he's going to, him and you, Yutaka are going to make a bomb. And then somehow pulling it over the school because the school is where all of like the military operations are being headquartered because that's like where okay. they're sitting because it's a forbidden zone, right? So they can't just go into the forbidden zone and set off a bomb, right? Mm -hmm. They need a bomb big enough to one, blow up an entire building with like communication devices and stuff in it. And two, they have to do it without setting foot into the forbidden zone. So, uh, yeah. so uh, two things. One, there's no bad ideas in brainstorming, but this is a terrible idea. Uh, and Why is that, CJ? They're going to they're gonna interrupt all of the communications. That means their and, collars won't blow up, and they're free to go. And number two, Shinji was able to build this in a cave with a box of scraps. <laughs> yes, essentially, right? That's dumb. <laughs> Um, I was he found say, like fertilizer okay. and stuff. Um, so, right, it's that's fine. part. Gasoline, that's part of it. Because there's like gas that... stations on the island and stuff. And yeah. okay, I mean that. Uh, sure. There's a whole agricultural center, like where like all the fertilizer and stuff is too. So like. Oh, so he has just has access to unfettered liquid fertilizer. Okay, then yeah, that. Yeah, yeah I guess yeah, if you knew yeah. what you're doing. So I mean, I don't know how to make a bomb, and I couldn't tell you on the internet, so. So Yutaka was going out to grab materials and stuff, and, get, and Shinji's, like, trying to build it, and their work was finished, and it was time to move the bomb to the, to the warehouse where the Agricultural Association of the Island was, ba uh, Agricultural Association of the Island was based, and then they were gonna, like, like, they had, like, some kind of wire system to get it above the school. I don't remember how, but they somehow figured it out. But their plans have been interrupted. Not by the teacher this time, but by Kazuo. Kazuo has found them. And that bastard. That fucking bastard. So Kazuo engages in a big gun grenade fight with these guys. And Shinji was like, shit, can't do it. Not going to make it. So as a last resort, he lures Kazuo closer to the bomb. And he ends up detonating it to try and knock to knock Kazuo out of the game. Um, to, yeah, it, to explode him, right? Yeah, to explode him. Um, and Kazuo falls over. Looks like he's succeeded. But he gets back up. How close to the bomb was he? He was pretty fucking was a, close. Um, it was a shit bomb then. It would never well, have worked anyway. Turns out he had the Kevlar vest. He managed to get the Kevlar vest off of another student. 
How do you, um, oh, I'll okay. find someone else. I was yeah. like, how do you murder all those other people then? I gotcha. Yeah. So he's just also not what... collecting things. Yeah. Kevlar blasts don't stop your insides from turning to goo when you explode, but whatever. I mean, it was an improvised bomb. It's not like... Right, but it's... Super great, but... Great. Okay, so, sure, why the not? shrapnel. Yeah, I guess I the shrapnel. shrapnel. The shrapnel going into his. Well, if it exploded, there was some shrapnel. Yeah, but, but I don't think it was like purposeful shrapnel because they were just trying to blow up the building. So. Yeah, this is a bad plan. Uh, well, you know, and with that, Shinji uh, and his wonderful plans to try and thwart the government had failed and he has lost the game. He is definitely like one of those smart guys that was like, oh man, if I just had access to a 3D printer, you know, I, there's all sorts of things I could make. And then you give him access to a 3D printer, he just makes a bunch of shit garbage. And it's like, oh, wait, you're actually really bad at this. You just thought you were way better than you were. Uh, he I was like, what would a... Elon Musk do? I was kind of envisioning him as a crypto <laughs> he invented, bro. He invented a, an electric car and he's like, all I have to do is roll this car down the hill. Something and it will, Elon Musk and didn't even do. And it will explode. <laughs> and <laughs> it will... Uh, I'll be able to get out of here somehow. Would Elon what Musk if I bought a product and made it worse? Was that? Would Elon Musk exist in this timeline? I mean, yeah, I'm sure his parents would have. If Steve Jobs exists. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure one of his parents would have dumped into the other one. I just don't know what that what he would do in this new world order. Mm -hmm. Probably be really about this. Probably. Uh, so. Back to our main guy, Shuya. Shuya passed out from his injuries after his fight with Kazuo, right? Right, I remember. Um, so, turns out there was a group of the neutrals that did manage to make a group. So, the female class representative was able to recruit, like, four other girls together. And she was going to recruit the couple, um, actually. But remember how like they heard footsteps behind them in the bushes? It was actually yeah. her trying to get them to join her um, and right. form a pack together. So yeah. But yeah, it's basically Romeo and Juliet. They yeah. just mm -hmm. immediately jumped to suicide. Yeah. So she um, and a group of the girls, they end up at the lighthouse that's on the island. And they kind of make camp there. There's a kitchen there and everything. So the five of them are living there together and trying to get through it. The lighthouse luckily hasn't been marked as a forbidden zone or anything. So they've been able to stay there for the entire game. And um, they see uh, another girl who's was like in a catatonic state um, walking through the fields. And they're like, Oh my gosh, we got to go help Yuko. And so Yuko had, was freaked out a bit because she saw Shuya pull the hatchet out of another student's head mm. and she ah. was like traumatized from that and was like oh my gosh why would Shuya be participating blah 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 and she's like you know really my crush I don't she did not have a crush on him <laughs> yeah I know so maybe she I had just... a crush on the other one um so she they take her into the lighthouse they try to make her better like make her feel better and stuff but she's obviously like really shaky and about all this stuff so Yuki Yuki A um, the female class representative saw Shuya fall down a hill, passed out. And mm -hmm. Yuki is like, oh, girls, we can't just leave him there. And they're like, yeah, we can. We said girls only. And she's like, now, girls, we have to be really, we have to be caring 
and we have to be considerate of others. Listen, girls, boys are just girls with penises. We need to include this mostly dead man into our girl group, or else we've become the very thing that we have grouped together to be. Um, I, I actually have a more simple explanation. Uh, Yuki A had a crush on Shuya. Yeah, obviously everyone <laughs> does, Fran. <laughs> so who doesn't? Right. So she didn't plays tell the other girls about that. The though. guitar. If he would have got the like, if they would have given him like a bag with a guitar in it, he would have just won because all the girls would have been too distracted and all the boys would have been too angry at each other. It's the it is the scene in the Barbie movie. Yeah, there was a shamisen. So, like, there was a musical stringed instrument that was kind of, like, guitar-like. So, unfortunately, he didn't as, get that one. As culturally sensitive as I am, Fran, I don't think a shamisen has quite the raw no, sexual appeal as, like, an electric guitar. No, it only has, like, I might be way strings. Listen, I might be way off on that, but if you are really attracted to shamisen players, let me know. You know, I'm really surprised there wasn't, like, a music shop on the island, you know, that he could have gone to. Right, that was, that was his plan. Then he just goes to the the big. Those the megaphone. The megaphone. He just know. fucking jams out on the anyway, offbeat. That's right. He, he only plays ska guitar riffs. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Yuki A ends up convincing the other girls to let Shuya in, and like we can take care of him. Um, but she compromises. They're gonna lock the door so he can't escape the room because they're really concerned about if he's gonna try and kill them all. So she's like, mm-hmm. fine. So he gets uh, his own bedroom, but they like, can like lock the door from the outside somehow. Who um, made, yeah, who made that room? I don't whatever. Know. I don't fine. know. I don't ask too many questions. So the girls are like, whatever. Um, Yuko, who has, was freaked out by Shuya, was like, well, he's probably going to die. So it's probably okay. He can be here. It's fine. It's um, true. So, but, but Shuya wakes up. Much to um, Yukie's delight. <clears throat> and just she tells she confesses her feelings to him obviously just good not time how bleeding out works he was just passed out i don't know it's just, don't worry about it <laughs> yeah he because he just passed out yeah something. just from exhaustion probably just caught mm-hmm. up to him you know yeah um he's probably been awake for like 18 hours or something without. he had time to heal and then he was just better yeah, they, well, they were bringing yeah. him food. He had a long rest. A what long do you rest? mean they were bringing him food? He was like unconscious. Oh, they brought him food after he woke up. I'm sorry. Yeah, but. I. All right, it's fine. He's he's a superhuman. I get it. He's got plot armor. <laughs> yeah, he's got he's got so much plot armor. He's a star yeah. shortstop, but he's 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 too good for baseball now because he's a rebel. He's short. So, I don't. Sure. I always thought pitcher was more of the like the the man to be. Is shortstop like where you want? To, I don't know. To... Shortstop is between second and third base. Correct. I I knew that. I just <laughs> I didn't. I just sure. don't know. Are they are they the ones who everyone gets gets going for? Is that the deal? I mean, he does play know. guitar too. So I would Maybe say that's probably a bigger factor. He's athletic and plays guitar. Yeah, Fair enough. He's coordinated. Um. <laughs> he's coordinated. what those <laughs> fingers do. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, here's a. a stale bread we found hope it fixes your bleeding out problem <laughs> well they make like soup and stuff so um so yukia announces the happily... properties of soup yeah so he, they, they find announce... him a sprite <laughs> <laughs> she announces happily to the girls oh my gosh guys he's he woke up and they're like yay except for yuko because yuko's freaking the fuck out because she thought he was gonna die and he did not and she's like she he is going to murder all of us mm-hmm. that is a problem so she comes up with a plan. 
she is going to poison Shuya's food because her weapon was the potassium cyanide. Absurd. So um, one of the girls like made the soup or whatever. And like she was like, so she's like, gonna, like squeak some drops in there. She's like, I'll deliver it to him. She's right. A- She's like, I made it just for you. It's it has all of my special ingredients in it. So she was about to like pick it up and go deliver it, but one of the other girls was like, "Oh, you made soup? Let me try." And then she does, and she drops dead. <laughs> so well, <laughs> that was okay. some bad what, soup. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, great. So (laughs) now the girls are like, oh my God, someone poisoned the food. And they all start turning on each other because somehow all these girls ended up with guns in their packs. So they just have a, did you do it? I didn't do it. And they're all pointing at each other and everyone ends up shooting each other. And Yuko (laughs) is the only one that's left alive. Uh, That's the most feminist ending I could have come up with for that scenario also i think that's how george costanza kills his wife <laughs> just let's bring seinfeld into this i'm just saying one well, never seen seinfeld too <laughs> <laughs> i mean there you go there's your mini lore oh my gosh that one hurt in my chest <laughs> <laughs> i had water Sorry. um so yuka's the only one alive shuya is awake and he just had feelings confessed to him and he's like I, I have to let you down. I'm sorry. Because um, he's too cool for that. And he has he has his own girl back home who plays the saxophone and taught him about guitar. Um, right. Who's a year older. Right. Yeah. So um, Yuko freaking out. She's like, shit, now I'm locked in this lighthouse with a murderer. Everyone else murdered each other because of me. Shuya hears all the commotion going on and he's like trying to break down the door because he wants to like stop it. And go like, stop, because that's worked historically in the past for him. And so he gets out. Yuko sees him, freaks out. She runs to the top of the lighthouse, trying to get away from him. And then she then he's like up there with her. And he's like, Yuko, wait. And she's like, ah, and then she like slips off the side of the the I knew that was going to come. And she's like holding on with her fingers like, ah. Oh no, Shuya's gonna kill me. Oh no, what am I gonna do? And Shuya, he is currently injured. He does have an arm injury. Apparently that's where he was bleeding out from, maybe. I don't know. But he reaches for her and says, take my hand, let me help you. And she's like, no. But then she realizes, wait, <laughs> no, wait, Shuya's trying to help me, which means not he's have, not a bad guy. I'll not guy. have a man help me out of this situation. Wait, Shuya's not trying to kill me? Because he could have done it by now. And then yeah. she... Yeah. Yeah, right? No shit. <laughs> um, so she instead goes, oh my gosh, I feel so guilty. I caused all these girls to kill each other for nothing. And so my she bad. says, Shuya, no, don't help me. I don't deserve it. And she <sighs> lets I go. I made all and- my friends kill each other and now I want to die. And so she okay. lets go and dies on impact. Great. Feet first. That's the um. Whole... She kind of like ended on her, landed on her back. Oh, that's the way to do it. What it's implied. Yeah. So. Um. Have you guys ever slipped off of a thing and then caught yourself with your fingertips on the thing you've fallen off of? 
I try to I avoid precariously perching yeah. myself on ledges in general. So oh, no. I always go to the top of roofs and just brood. And then you like slip he, he off does and you're do hanging onto the gutters. It's like yeah. he has like a routine so of like tall nine ish at night. Oh, honey, it's past nine o'clock. You're missing your roof brooding. Oh no, all the good spots are gonna be taken. It's like at the if you're into fishing, you gotta wake up early to get to the good fishing spots before the other men. If you're into brooding, you have to get out before 9 p.m. Otherwise, you know. Because, you know, all the brooders it, usually show up around like 1130. Right. All the, co- all, the, all the cosplayers, the one who are really dedicated, they're already there. <laughs> so that's the lighthouse incident. Um, and Damn. yeah, it was very unfortunate that so many girls had to die at the same time. Um, I know. And, and the worst part about all that is that's not even how George Costanza killed his wife. <laughs> It was the it was poison envelopes. Right. I was gonna say No, it's a whole thing, Fran. We'll okay. do it in We our, can't do the Seinfeld we'll do it in lore our right Seinfeld now. episode. Okay. We'll definitely have. I'll look for I look forward to learning about it. Um so Shuya is like, well shit. Um people just keep There's dying not, around me. Not a lot of people left. Um so he so before while the, he was in his group with Shogo Noriko, Shogo had um, at the general store he found a bird call, and oh wait no, or he carried a bird call, whatever he had a bird call thing, and he's like, mm-hmm. if you need to find us, just listen for the bird call. So that's what he what did. What if it was just actually that bird? Um, apparently not native to that island or something. Unclear. Then why were they selling that bird call there? <laughs> I don't know. I think he might Pretty have had cool. it with him. <laughs> I think he had like a story where he like his uncle gave it to him or something. Oh. So Um Well, I, I a devout ornithologist, would hear that and go, Ah, that bird is not native to this this island. I know that that is an enemy trying to contact they another have an, enemy. They have an ornithologist on staff for this scenario specifically. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The well presumably that one the the military's uh research. Yeah. Yeah, I was yep. gonna say probably Shinji would have been that guy who's like, I actually know all the bird calls, but he's dead now. So yeah, so we'll never know. Um, so Sh- Shuya reunited with Shogo and Noriko because he followed mm-hmm. the bird call. Um, so at this point, there's not a lot of kids left. <laughs> there's there's uh, Shogo, Noriko, Shuya, and Kazuo are the mm-hmm. last four remaining. And remember, Shogo's plan was as long as the three of them are the last ones remaining, mm-hmm. he has a plan to escape. He hasn't told him what it is yet because he can't tell him until right. it's just them three left. Right. right, yeah. I have a pretty good idea what the plan is. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. don't worry what about a... it. <laughs> right. Um, so, Kazuo um, finds them because... Um, Earlier on in the story, they had run into like another one of the one of Shuya's friends, but he had he um he had the GPS tracker actually, and he was using the GPS tracker to find his crush. Mm. Very high school behavior. Yeah, her. super horny kids. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. Um, That's fair. You know what? Back then, we just said it was high school behavior. I know. But sometimes I forget, and then sometimes I remember some of the stuff right, I they did. They are back very then, young. And I was like, oh, okay, that tracks. Yeah, fifteen is a rough time. Um, Thirsty ass kids just looking for a final date before they die. Yeah, so he was trying to track his 
his girl down and she is like dude you can join our group and like shogo thinks he's got a way off this island and he's like no i must find her and so they were like well one of these unlabeled dots on this radar is gonna be her well, and her name not hadn't someone been red yet so she's alive not, presumably not one of those people who want to kill me so he was like no i must go and so he told they told him hey if you if you find her light two fires and we'll know it's you and then you follow this bird call and you'll find us cool and he's like all right and he sets off well he did find his crush um she thought he was trying to kill her, her though so she attacked him first and in his dying breath he's like i just wanted to know you were safe and and i'm happy that you are and she's like, oh, no, what have I done? Bummer. Um, this this guy tragic. is too thirsty to live. He got what he deserved. It's tragic. Um, but while this is happening, uh, the female delinquent leader, Mitsuko Soma, heard all this going on. And she took that as an opportunity to just put them both out of their miseries. Um, right. And But as he was dying, he told her, not Mitsuko, but his crush, um, I I don't have much time, but nope. Shuya has a plan. Light two fires and listen for the bird call, and you'll find them. And she's like, "No, no, not without you." Um, and then Mitsuko, of course, was like, it's "Oh like, shit!" It's like I'm there in this yeah. world. <laughs> I know, it's so realistic. Um, so Mitsuko is like, "Well, shit, I know how to find the rest of the kids that are left." So she uh. lights the two fires. Wait, wait doesn't she have access to his device that finds everybody? I don't think she realized that he had that device. She wasn't you gotta as good loot at, your kills, guys. She wasn't as good at looting as Kazuo, I will say. Mm, whatever, she wasn't that's as, such a waste. She wasn't as good. That's such uh, a weird, as, as the writer of this book, you gave her a reason, like a way already to find these people in that that guy had the thing that finds people. Mm -hmm. And they're like, no, in their dying breaths, they had to talk about this plan to meet up that they had. And then she overheard that and she's like, ah, I'll just go do that then. Yeah. So I think the author realized that the GPS tracker of children was probably an OP thing. So he had to make it, he had to give it to someone who would not use it. Well, Great. Sure. If Shinji I mean, had that, Shinji, Shinji right. would have done dope stuff. It's like, in, it, it's like in anime when you give the strongest powers to the lazy people who don't actually use them good. And then it's like, well, it doesn't really matter then. Yeah, exactly. Got it. So yeah, it, you can't, you can't make them too OP. Um, so Mitsuko, female delinquent leader, was like, well, shit, I'm going to light these fires and use that bird call and find them. Um, so she does that, but um, in her hubris, she doesn't hear Kazuo sneaking up behind her, and Kazuo disposes of her. So, and he overheard her talking to herself, being yes. like, "And now I will find the bird calls, and that will lead me to these final people to kill." I think it would be more fun if Kazuo actually was secretly like a huge fan of birds, and he was like, and he was the one who was like, "Wait a second. <laughs> Oh, wait, one fucking second. That bird isn't part of this island. I mean, he's really smart. Maybe he read a book about it. I don't know. Um, wait, a, but, wait a second. That bird is only here migratorily, and it's off season for them. There's no way one would still be here. 
No way, especially after the government cleared the island. Yeah, right. Also that. Why uh, would any bird be there? <laughs> so um, Kazuo uses this to find the other three. And we have the epic final fight on this island. There's car chases involved. There's flamethrowers. There's explosions. There's oh. guns. There's machine guns. It's fucking wild. They had keys uh, to cars? Uh, Well, uh, being delinquents... Um, oh, they know okay. how to yeah, they, cars, wired them. Mm-hmm. I should have known. Them, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Shogo assumed delinquent, you know, and then Kazuo. So wait, but he is then if he knows how to hotwire a car. <laughs> I mean, may- maybe uh, we're not <laughs> here to make assumptions. Um, uh, okay. <laughs> um, it's just I a skill he, you can acquire. Yeah. Right. I think he also taught Shuya how to hotwire a car probably. And so like. Okay. Got, like, multiple cars racing and fighting. It's great. Um, yeah. It's really cinematic. So, like, the movie loved that part and they made a real right. fun scene. Um, yeah, thank God it was a book first. In the end, um, Kazuo is defeated Classic. in a blaze of glory. Yeah. And. Well, they just had to shoot him in the head because he's got the Kevlar, but. Um, yeah, doesn't yeah. doesn't block your face. Yeah, exactly. So. Somebody did like find a motorcycle helmet at one point in the story, and apparently was able to. That's, that's smart. These some of these kids are making smart moves. Yeah, some of them did. Not smart enough. Sometimes they didn't survive, but sometimes yeah. kids are smart. Wow. Sometimes. Uh, sometimes they have good ideas. <laughs> do 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 do. <laughs> the lore, you know. I know it's the same thing. So, Shogo finally. Shogo, Shuya, and Noriko are the last three on this island. It's finally mm-hmm. time for Shogo to tell them what happened. Mm-hmm. So earlier on, when it was just him and Noriko waiting for Shuya to come back, Shogo revealed uh, some tragic backstory to Noriko in that Shogo has participated in the program before. Oh. Yep, saw that one coming. <laughs> <laughs> Is a year older or whatever. He's a year older and he's covered. He's in a transfer student and he's covered in scars and he knows what he's doing. Right. Yep. And he's got and he's got facial hair and you can only get facial hair if you've done battle. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Exactly. That's presumably how you got facial hair. Correct. I so... did battle in the gamer realm, of course, but <laughs> it still counts. Apparently, it still counts, especially in this day and age, right? That's, That's well, right. That's what happens when the American imperialists. We just don't have thousands of children a year to go do war on an island anymore. We have to do it virtually in Mm -hmm. Fortnite. It's more efficient that way, too. I mean, it is. Yeah. So, um, Shogo had revealed that he was in a previous program, and he he carried a picture of his ex-girlfriend with him, um, always in his wallet, because Mm -hmm. he couldn't save her from... Mm -hmm from this tragedy so he he vowed that he would do it again and make sure that he can you know Kill even save more some people. kids oh, okay with him or something that's what he told noriko at least so it's the three okay. of them conveniently this island's like off the coast of like where their hometown is so he takes them to like a bluff or whatever and was like Sounds like this whole thing's a bluff, Fran, but whatever. <laughs> and he's like, man, look at look look at Shiroizawa, our, our hometown. Except for it's not Shogo's hometown because he's a transfer student, but don't worry about it. Um, let's take one final look at that 
before the end. Give me your guns. And so Shogo's yeah. like, so Shogo's like, give me your guns. And she's like, sure, here you go. Noriko's uh, like, sure, here you here go. buddy. Here you go. Let me, let me now turn my back to you and go look <laughs> at the ocean. I mean, that's exactly what he did. Yeah, he's like, yeah. turn and look. Um, So he reveals to them that, um, yeah, this is how it's going to end, guys. Sorry. And then two shots ring out. Oh, bang, bang. And um, he, the Sakamochi comes over on the announcement system and declares Shogo the winner. Nice. Got him. Got him. So here's what we learned. I also saw that coming. Yeah, I mean, obviously. But here's but what there's... we learned from this is that the experiment is Trust a success. Trust no one in high school in particular. <laughs> no, the experiment made the best killer and they proved it it wasn't a fluke they have a back-to-back baby it's like when you're on a streak and you just can't end they really should have like avoided having the winner of a previous one join another one because they just knew how it all worked well this is a a flawed experiment so there is some i think yes sakamochi uh we learned that Sakamochi actually, um, there's betting going on, of course, behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Sakamochi had placed like 40 grand on Kazuo winning. Not and that he's like, much. Shogo, Shogo, you cost me some money, man. Uh, and he's talking to Shogo and he's like, you know, we noticed there was some weird lag between when their callers lost a pulse and when those gunshots rang out. What do you, what do you think that was from? And Shogo's like, I don't know. I guess they didn't kill him right away or something. And then Sakamochi's like, there also was, uh, I found out a couple weeks ago, there was a breach in our government system and they looked up files on the program and um, our secret file is called Waddle Canal, which was like the code name for the callers. Any thoughts about that? And he's like, sounds like you guys need better security. Uh, like... Turns out there was a there's a little snippet at the beginning of the book in the prologue that details a government report where someone had accessed government files about the next program that was going to be happening. And Sakamochi figured out Shogo was the one who had hacked into the government systems and found the the elite hacker, not Shinji. Oh, my God. Shogo was smart enough to do, do it on the mainland and not on the island from a Macintosh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Sure. <laughs> sure. So he figured out how to disarm the callers because it turns out you only need uh, a novice level of understanding of electronics and circuits to figure out how to disconnect them from the system. I mean, it was the 90s. So yeah, that tracks. So... Sakamochi informs Shogo that, well, we already took your photo. We already took the video for the news broadcasts. And, you know, we gave you your certificate from the dictator. You got two now, bud. Congratulations. Not many people yeah, have that's, two. That's pretty Twosies. great. Um, But we're going to just let the press know that you were dead uh, when you arrived at the port because you died from some injuries. So basically... Okay. Sure. Uh, Sakamochi doesn't care. take to this uh, uh, rebellion very well, and he's also letting Shogo know 
we know that Shuya and Noriko are still on that island, so don't worry, we're gonna drop some poisonous gas on it to make sure it kills everything that's alive. Oh no, just like PUBG. Is that how is that how PUBG works? <laughs> well, don't worry, friend, we'll talk about it quick. <laughs> okay, great. Um so Shogo's like, you bastard. Um you but then damn dirty ape. You blew them up! But then there's a commotion outside the room they're in on the boat. Shuya and Noriko ambushed the boat that they were on and took out oh. all of the guards. Oh my god. All that's oh. left was Sakamochi. And he was distracted oh, yeah. by the commotion kind of, going on outside. What kind of fucking guards? They're, these kids are armed with like toothpicks and shit. No, they have guns. Yeah. There's a lot like, of guns on that island that they have. All right, whatever. Um, and so um since Sakamochi was distracted, Shogo stabbed Sakamochi in the head with a pencil and killed him. That's a sharp pencil. I was gonna say that's the secret weapon that he had. That's the one he was assigned at the beginning, and he said, "I know where this one's going." It is actually the pencil from the classroom, and that's exactly his thought process. Oh shit! Oh yeah. <laughs> um. So nice. turns out, um, Heath Ledger's Joker also influenced by this book. Just saying. He had a plan all along, but he couldn't say it because he knew the callers could hear you. Exactly. He knew it had microphones. Oh, my God. As he hacked into the system. Why? So that story about his girlfriend was real? Um, He told Sakamochi it was fake, so it might have been real. We're unsure. It's, it's a little iffy um, because Shogo, so Shogo tells uh, Shuya and Noriko that he has an uncle in Kobe that's going to be able to help them escape to America and beca- because they're fugitives now at this point, right? Um, yeah, I'm sure and they'll be super like, welcome there. And he's telling them, hey, this is how you steer the ship. You guys can make it to port. <laughs> you just turn it left and right. It's pretty easy. Well, they have to like read the GPS and stuff. They, gotta, like, they, don't, know how, they, they don't know how shit works. Um, Towards the way the sun's coming up. That way, just keep going. So Shuya and Noriko are like, Shogo, why are you telling us these things? Can't you just do it? No, Kazuo really got me in that last fight. And so he does actually end up dying from his wounds on the boat. Oh, oh man, but he made it all the way. I know. That's but he he did what he set out to do and rebel against the government system. So He did. He stabbed that guy with a pencil. He that he stabbed that pencil pusher with a pencil. <laughs> so yeah. in the end Shuya and Noriko um, are the last ones remaining alive. And the government does do a body count at the end. So like they so they do like account for all the bodies on the island to make sure they have everybody. And it is announced to the public for some reason that two kids managed to escape the program and now they are fugitives. Yeah, I don't um, think they would do that. I feel like that was a bad call on the government's part because like why would you admit that kids were able to escape? Wouldn't that yeah problem because turns out sakamochi revealed to shogo on that boat this program isn't actually for research purposes this program's actually just to instill fear in the general populace and to get them to not trust each other because you don't know when they'll turn on each other sure uh typical that i mean that is like as bad as an answer to that question as it's an experiment for science. That's like, that's whatever. 
No, nah, we were we were tricking you. We wanted you to all just think that you might have to kill each other, maybe. Yeah. Gotcha. So, gotcha. Um, and the book ends super poetically because, as we know, Shuya loves rock music and is a big fan of Bruce Springsteen. The book ends with an excerpt from the song Born to Run. Oh. <laughs> okay. And I thought you were going to be like, and he gets to go to a Bruce Springsteen <laughs> concert. I mean, that'd be great. Maybe so, he does. I don't know. No, the epilogue ends with um, Shuya and Noriko. Like, they made it to Kobe. They got the tickets. They're getting ready to go. But then um, an announcement pops up on the TV saying, here are the kids we're looking for. And some of the police recognize them. Oh. So they're on oh. the run. Darn. And that's Man, how that's the story good, ends. It's a good setup for a sequel that probably was a setup for a sequel that never happened. So the book didn't get a sequel, but the movie but did. the movie did. The yeah. movie does have a sequel. I have not watched the sequel of that movie. I haven't either. I didn't like the movie a whole lot. Sorry, Battle Royale fans. Um, I know- I mean, I don't even remember it, so clearly I didn't. It didn't do yeah. anything for me. So the author did have a lot of creative control over the movie, so it was like done in his, like, with his blessing, like, of everything. Sure. So like, it was the way he wanted it. Same thing with the manga. The manga retold a lot of different parts. So each version of the story, you get a slightly different version of events. Hmm. Um, okay. But like in the end, it's pretty much the same overarching story. So yeah, and I mean that's nice. pretty common even with the same creator because you know they'll 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 reflect on what they made and be like, ah, I should have done this or mm-hmm. you know, and just keep changing it. Hence all the Neon Genesis Evangelion movies. That's different, friend. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was gonna say I don't know. That's different. Uh, well, all right. That's from so... the fans getting angry, I guess. So this book came out, it spawned two movies, and some of the people who saw those movies, or didn't, I guess, as they say, went on to create a little thing called The Hunger Games, and then The (laughs) Hunger Games came out, and then a bunch of Minecraft modders were like, this would be so epic and cool if we could do this in Minecraft, and so they decided to make a battle royale in Minecraft mode, and then a bunch of other people who were playing Arma 2 was like, hey, I just played this new... Uh, Minecraft mod where everyone kills each other in a mm-hmm. battle royale mode. We should put that into this Arma 2 multiplayer as a mod. And then they were like, that sounds great. We should actually turn that mod into a standalone game called Player Unknown Battlegrounds. And then they were like, wow, that's pretty good. Hey, we're the developers of Fortnite. We're making a game that's just totally unrelated to that bullshit, but that's a really popular thing. And so we're going to go ahead and just make our game all about that now. And then they went and did that. And then 50 other companies also did that at the exact same time. Sure. And then... I, you can be Optimus Prime and, and yeah, Floss. Yeah. And now you can now you can be Optimus Prime fighting Goku and, and riding a fucking T-Rex is fucking sick ass. But truly, though, the real battle royale was just the sheer number of corporations who tried to make this genre into a video game. And now, really, there is only one that kind of reigns supreme over them so uh, i mean legends on another fortnight on another hand there is um the hunger games which started an entire like genre slash generation of young adult fiction yeah Yeah, Yeah. young adult dystopian fiction books that were inspired by the hunger games setup Mm -hmm. and i would say most of those were really bad the hunger games is good I'll put that out there. I think The Hunger Games is good. But then there were like, there's like Divergent. Yeah, which the is first book of Divergent like, wasn't terrible. 
I think it was okay. Fran, I think Divergent is so bullshit. It's pretty trash. It's literally like honest, copy but... my homework but change it a little bit, and then they just changed it in a way that it was really stupid and bad. Oh, See, I didn't read the right. Hunger Games first. I just read Divergent, so I'm like, oh, this oh, is fine. Uh oh. <laughs> all right, girls. Well, all we really need to know is that the mainstream publicity of Fortnite was only driven by Tyler Ninja Blevins and. To this day, he remains the most relevant figure in all of video gaming. We have Wisconsin to thank for that. Thank Christ. <laughs> what? I don't know. Fran, what do you <laughs> His say? His wife is from I Wisconsin. Thought he was, oh, I thought he was oh, from Michigan. We know. We're, we're, did you know that we are, I'd say we're four degrees from Ninja? Yeah. Our, our gamer friends know a guy whose wife is, mar is, is friends with Ninja's wife. Yep. Yep. So, you know, I love that. That's how I sleep well at night. I know. Knowing I'm that close to Ninja. And you, you know how I sleep well at night, knowing that this episode is over. That's right, guys. We did another one. Boy, did we pick another upbeat topic. We're, <laughs> we're, we're knocking it out of the park lately. Uh, you I had Pikmin in there. It's Pikmin? okay. That's Pikmin about a fun time. genocide, <laughs> but, but Not yeah, always. uh, I did have, you know what? I don't know about More you money girls. management. I did have fun talking about these children fighting each other to the death, but that's just because I play video games where children fight each other to the death. So, you know, uh, it's all come full circle. Uh, and speaking of full circles and uh, really good segues, uh, thanks to Gailstorm Kitsune for doing the artwork for the channel and to Apajo for doing the intro and outro to the podcast uh it's really good to listen to and uh and i hope we've been good for you to listen to as well because we really appreciate it and uh we can't wait to make some more content for you so make sure to give us a big thumbs up and to subscribe and to uh just tell your friends that you have a little secret but they're not allowed to know about it until the very end. Uh, and then it seems like you're not going to tell them, but then you'll actually show them this podcast. And they're like, oh, thank God, I thought you were going to kill me. And you're like, no, 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 I just fucking got you good. So it's all good. Um, Hey, uh, guest host Lizard X Lizard, is there anything you're doing you want the people to know about right now? Uh, Yeah. Hey, you can read my webcomic if you want. It's called Finding Fiends. It's on Webtoon. It's about Mothman and stuff. Yeah, it's check it out. Great great sell, honey. But yeah, Thank it you. is very funny. Uh you should go read like it cryptids? and love it. And uh no, award nominated content over here. Mm -hmm. So not the streamy, unfortunately. <laughs> We're still working on that, but <laughs> What if? What is the point if it's not a stream? <laughs> that's what I say to myself every day. <laughs> well, guys, I'm so eepy, just an eepy little baby, so I'm going to go now, but I have been CJ. And I, I'll go next. I've been Liz. And I've been Fran. And I didn't make a cum joke when that guy's balls got smashed to pieces. So I deserve a big hug, a big thumbs up. So you, you're welcome.